the value of PS Plus? Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to Triangle Square, the PlayStation podcast. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, Mr. Saw Bridges, bringing you guys lucky episode 101. First triple-digit episode, not counting number 100, of course, because that's a not a quite a traditional episode by our standards. So the, uh, this is the first traditional triple-digit yeah, episode? And okay, that just sounds like a technicality, but I'll take it. Something like that. Another technicality is is that you guys may realize it's Monday and you haven't seen Rear Mail on Friday. Well, in case you don't follow us on Twitter and you only are subscribed on YouTube. Or Patreon or anywhere else where I could post it. Yeah. Facebook as well. Uh, so, uh, we basically had very severe audio issues and... We know why now. We do know why now. We actually just spent about an hour and a half fixing these audio Yeah, fixing it all issues. and doing a bunch of tests. So uh, it turned out it was a USB extender and it was messing up our audio really, really bad. And that episode is not listenable slash watchable. Oh, it's, it it's so bad. really bad uh, for the audio. So we basically have decided just to record that with episode five and just do episode four and five together. Probably be about two hours long, but I can't even promise that'll be out on Friday because my wedding is the day after. Well, that hold on now. We would just, if we're doing it when episode five would have dropped, it's two week gap. Oh yeah, that is so true. So it's fine. We should have time to be able to get that in. And now. The, the answering the questions will feel more genuine as well because we actually had to record it twice that night. We recorded it once and it messed up on us ever so slightly. And then we recorded it again and we just feel like this amount of time in between episodes is going to make the answering the questions feel more genuine and since we yeah, technically answered them. Yeah. Instead so, of feeling like, and we did not have the scheduled time anyway to make that happen. Absolutely. Not. So it just, it would have, even if we did though, we've had to do it once before where it just feels like answering the questions again is a kind of a grind on you. Cause it's like, I just answered these and it's hard to do it with the same amount of excitement and uh, heart behind it. But with that said, we are triangle squared. Like we said, a PlayStation based podcast. So we talk about all the consoles and how how they pertain to gaming as a whole uh, and our thoughts about how they go up against a stack against PlayStation. You can normally find us in video format on YouTube every Monday at 12 p.m. CST and 10 a.m. PST for those over there on the Pacific times. Uh, if you like what we're doing over here on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and hit the bell. It lets you know when these videos go live, which like we said is every Monday at least. And then normally every other Friday, except for when crazy uh, extraneous circumstances happen. At least it's always Reuter Mill. Uh, yeah, I've actually, I don't even, you know what, this is going to count as wood. I am so magically happy that this has never happened in a mainline episode. So there Knocking we go. Knocking on wood. Knocking on that wood. Um, so hopefully that continues to be the case as we move forward. But if you like what we're doing over there, we'd like to hear your thoughts about the things that we talk about in the comments below. Feel free to share your thoughts. We'd love to uh, get back with you and share our thoughts and responses to you as well. Having conversations down in the comments can be fun. Uh, and you can also... Find us in audio-only format on podcast services across the globe and pretty much on anything. If you have an iPhone or an Android, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music. Those are built into the phones typically. You can find us on Spotify for all the users that want to do that. We're on Stitcher and a bunch of other ones. So if you find a podcast service that for some reason we are not on, let us know and we will do everything we can to fix that. But I think we have done that and we are already on everything that we can be. So... With that much said, you can find us on our social media on Twitter at Triangle SQRD. Some person had already stolen Triangle Squared, sadly. Uh, one day I'm gonna, we're going to get big enough that we can try and bully them. Not really. Bullying is bad, but we can try and persuade them 
to give us triangle squared and we will have won, but probably not. Then so you gotta like find a way to get all the followers over and then that's gonna reveal how well, many. Well no no, dead all you do is all you us. do is get them to remove that one and then you can change your Oh tag yeah, line. I forgot you can change your URL. Yeah. So we can change our URL and hopefully that's a battle that we can one day win. But until then, you know what? They bested us, they got there first. Uh, so you can find us over there if you want to follow us on Facebook because you don't really care for Twitter, you can do so. We have a Facebook group called Triangle Squared, a PlayStation podcast, where we also post our reader mail submission uh, posts where you can ask us questions over there just like you can on twitter and then also that's a weird name for a game no i think uh, just uh, and then also you can find us on discord which is our day-to-day moment-to-moment chat uh normally we are pretty active in there though i've been a little slower again lately stuff's just been going on and uh trying to do what i can to be on there but been trying to play games and catch back up and thankfully i've been able to do that you can do so in the link below we do have in the description for either of these be it video or podcast services you should be able to find a uh, the description and the link will be uh, for an instant invite to our discord in there we have a lot of stuff going on in there where we you know talk about different things with the music channel if you want to talk about music we have a general chat for just about everything we have ps plus pals which is where we go on to talk about what games we're playing online and if you ever want to play online or request somebody to play online with you can do so there uh, that kind of evolved from our original plan excuse me uh, from our original plan and uh Anyway, it's just a fun thing to do. And lastly, if you would like to support us on Patreon, where you can get our cool custom cases or support the shows and get some early, like Reader Mail, you normally would have gotten early, uh, as well as other little bonuses like our off-topic podcast test episode that we did, which we are getting very close, and hopefully very uh, soon you will be able to hear uh, the bi-weekly or however we decide to roll those out. I think we're going to do bi-weekly. Um, reader, I mean, uh, off-topic episodes, which is going to include Blaze, longtime friend of the show. So uh, if you like the idea of that, it's coming soon and you will get that early as well on Patreon. So consider going over there and doing that. That's patreon.com slash Nartech. You should be able to find us over there and support us. Uh, and we appreciate it if you do, but we also appreciate you just giving us your time for listening to us and watching us. So with that said, I think it's time to move into the brunt of this show. Saul, what have you been playing this week? Wouldn't be an episode if we didn't start off with that. A bunch of Final Fantasy 14. And I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, me and Kiki and Vince have been playing it. Sean's joined us as well a couple times. So we're kind of deep into that. Uh, not only that, I downloaded 99 or Tetris 99 on my Switch, but I haven't played it yet. So is that I know... free to play? Or did you have to pay for it? Uh, you have to pay for it. Okay, I figured you would, but I was just curious. Uh, and I can't remember if it was 999 or Nick uh... from Where Gaming. Shout out! We had a conversation earlier where he was asking for tips on his show. If you uh, looking for more gaming stuff, go try out Where Gaming uh, and see what you think about them uh but he gave me kind of the rundown on it because i remember the announcement in terms of like seeing it and hearing about it but i never actually got to check it out and see what it was and it sounds like a pretty interesting idea but Saul, since you've played it let's uh you give your quick rundown of it for oh, people no, it who don't free. have a uh, it is free because I, I bought that and i got um oh that little rpg game reverie no I bought two games this week on Switch and that, and then there was another one. This one actually took forever to download for some reason on my Switch, and I don't know why, because uh, the size wasn't that big. But um, I do not know. Uh, anyways, uh, I need to play that. Uh, I need to jump back into Apex Legends and try that out again, and uh, I think that's really it. Final Fantasy fourteen. I really need to finish off Resident Evil 2. I'm like two hours away from being it, uh, but I've been saying that for like the past three weeks now. I about to say, dude, <laughs> you've been in the exact same spot. So you kind of did that thing where you just haven't gotten to play it or you've decided to play other stuff in lieu of it. It's Yeah, it's the the Final Fantasy fourteen trap that I'm in. But yep. that's kind of it for me. What about you? Uh, yeah, let's see. 
I played Metro Exodus and beat it finally, rolled credits on that, uh, even though apparently Colin hates that saying, which the reason that, you know, I will defend that saying real quick, but the whole point of that is that I've not completed the entire game. All I did was roll credits on one of the endings. Uh, With the way that game is set up, there's multiple endings, so technically I'm not done with the game with multiple endings? Yes, as far as I know. I was going to say, I don't recall the other two having that. Yeah, uh, though it's one of those things where you don't really make in-the-moment decisions the same way. It's based around the way you play, so it's like a Dishonored style. Uh, where the your play style determines a lot of what goes on. So if you play very chaotically and you kill a bunch, War Groove. <laughs> oh, War Groove. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was like, I was sitting here trying to type up to forgot what it was. It was War Groove that I bought. That was twenty dollars, and that's right. Tetris was free. It was twenty dollars for both of them. Okay, I've got you. War Groove. I still need to play that, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, it's pretty much like that where the Dishonored system, which I actually think is a really interesting idea, it feels a lot more natural and it makes it to where when you have, because you know, a lot of the times they say when you have a game with multiple choices in it, uh, the whole idea behind it is so that you kind of get that water cooler talk where you talk with your friends and everybody and you have different experiences from it. Yeah. But I think games like Skyrim and uh, games, and Skyrim's just a winner, interesting example because of how big it is. Uh, you're not going to hit the stuff at the same time and it'll be handled differently based off your character build and stuff. Uh, but with a game more along the lines of something that's like Metro or Infamous or all those the decisions that you make really aren't that different because you can ultimately go back and make the exact same decision and you see when you're doing it. Like you can feel the, the shift moments because they always break it down to this is a key decision. In the moment right now, you're choosing to be good, bad, or make a definitive action. Whereas what infinite, uh, what um, uh, Metro Exodus is choosing to do instead is like, and so does Dishonored, they look at your play style and they see, they see how chaotic you were and they essentially... If you were very chaotic in the story, you killed a lot, the world and, and everything is going to go towards a darker side of things going. I like that. And you have a worse ending than you would have. Uh, now, I don't know how many endings there are. I think there's only two. Um, I'll find that out real quick. But there's multiple times where there's different things that can happen. So there's different sections of the game where things will happen based off of how you played that area. So it's not always just the entire game. If one area you were too chaotic in, somebody may pass and somebody may not or something like that. You know what I mean? It's a pretty interesting setup, but I do think it makes for more dynamic decision-making and where if me and you were having a conversation, say that you actually had gotten to start Metro at the same time, uh, that if me and you were having a conversation, we may have had very different stories and not even have realized it because the game is not pushing a single decision in your face for you to say yes or no to that you then see the repercussions of. Instead, you're doing it naturally and in the moment without knowing you're doing it. The game is instead looking at your behavior and judging you know, the story around that. Yeah. So I like that style. It looks like there's only two endings for from what I can tell without spoiling myself, and it looks like good and bad. So Yeah, that's from what I understand as well. That's what it looked like from me peeking at the trophies when I was done. I still will probably end up picking that game up sometime around May or June. I mean, so my quick impressions on that, real quick, just because I, I finished it, and for anybody who's kind of curious and hasn't seen the Metro series uh, or really have just barely seen it and never played it, uh, part of the reason I love is it is it kind of feels the, and me and Steve uh, Biddo were having a conversation uh, about that as well, is it feels the, the void that I think Resistance left which is this very weird uh atmospheric definitely resistance three where you and and metro exodus they have a lot more in common because they both have these like trekking the country style vibes to them and everywhere you go has a different vibe and feel um and the way they respond so it definitely reminded me of resistance three a lot and it just they're games that 
Resistance did a lot better storytelling and making you care about the characters. Than Metro? Than Metro, yes. Metro, to me, even though I enjoyed Last Light in 2033, and they are interesting games, they're interesting worlds and lore. They're not really as good at making you care in the moment. I think some of that comes from uh, a non-voiced protagonist in the actual game where me and you have talked about. So that's one thing I think is very odd. uh, Artyom, the main character, does not have voices in missions and when you're actually running around, but people will talk to you all day long. Uh, and it's very odd, but Artyom will have a voice in the setups between areas. So like you'll load into an area and there'll be kind of like a little, um, what, what would you call that in a book? Um, I don't know. It's not really an epilogue, but it's like, you know, anyway, kind of like a short synopsis of what's going on, uh, and that, like what has happened, what you're, that's how their loading screens have always been too. Yes. That's like that in every game. So they kind of give you a little bit of a, of a narrative setup about what's going on and why you're doing it. And Artyom has a voice there and he is the, he's the voice for those sections. So it's very odd that he does not have a voice in the game. Uh, I'm assuming that there's some kind of a reason that they, well, in gameplay is what I really, um, so it's it's just an odd decision, but I think that that somewhat leads to the way that you view the characters because you never hear voices form. Um, it it makes for very disconnected storytelling. So the storytelling is almost all about the world and the lore of what's going on, and it never really feels like it's doing a great job of telling you personal stories. Uh, like I like Anna, his wife, but you never really feel like you have a bond with her as Artyom. Yeah. Because you're not, I, I don't know, I guess you don't see the interactions because they're all silent, weird it's all, it's all different exposition than what it's, what's normal. Yeah, it, well, it's one-sided exposition is what it is. Technically, yeah. So now they've done a little bit in this game to help that. So like she'll be laying her head on your lap or something and you have the D-pad that can come up and you can say, uh, like it'll, it'll give you some options you can do. It's like stroke her hand or... Um, you know, get a drink of coffee and then give her a drink. Or like, if y'all are both sitting there, it's like smoke and take a puff of a cigarette and then give her one. So it's like more nuanced actions weird. that give you a little bit more of a connection with her. And I actually enjoyed those. I enjoyed those more than not having anything with her as an interaction. It felt like I at least was interacting with her in some level to make me feel a little bit more about their relationship. Um, and so it's just it's one of those things I don't think it necessarily tells an amazing story uh, character based wise but it does very similar to what I say uh, Horizon did it tells a cool overall world lore story and what's going on and like that but and there's interesting segments of that but the character on character things always leave some to be Desired. No. Yeah, desired. Okay. Uh, and outside of that, I think uh, something to be mentioned that World End mentioned while he was playing it is that the AI on the human enemies is really not amazing. It's never it's been serviceable in the, um, in the previous games either. Yeah. They've um, been subpar. AI for, that goes for everything almost. Yeah. Except on the harder difficulties, some of the enemies are pretty, they could do some pretty cool stuff. Um, I, I would say that the... In terms of like routing. Yeah, the, the wildlife is a little different, uh, I would say. Uh, because they have more focused AI, because they're they're meant to be more focused things. Whereas humans, you're fighting groups. Most of the wildlife is is one on one or uh, interesting groups where the groups are is, working together in a more. Also, is it really a lot of one on one? Because that wasn't the case for Metro. Well, in Exodus, in, in Exodus, it's definitely so they've kind of changed that. Or was it the same in Last Light? Because you know, Last Light's the one I played like two hours of. Kind of. I mean, Last Light does a similar thing where I just think that those games have always done better when you're fighting the wildlife and monsters uh, and kind of like the radiated things more so than the human characters. I got a question so, about this game. I want to ask you when we get yeah, done. We can, sit, we can do that. But anyway, if you have any intro and in, in, any interest in Metro, it's an interesting game. I mean, it does uh, a lot in terms of, care, of uh, 
environment design. I think the game is gorgeous when you're looking at the environment. But the but the series, what it's always made up, like what it's always had great in environment and atmosphere within that environment, it's always lacked a little bit in character models and stuff like that. Like they're not awful and they have some decent detail, but they still like their facial animations and stuff are just a little, uh, and I mean, some of that might come from them being a uh, Russian developer and the game being raced around Russia and all this, but them choosing to do everything in English. Uh, and it may just be, Kind of just a disparity between the I two. I almost wonder if it's because of like a localization thing or not. I don't know. It could be. That's I, actually, I genuinely don't know. That's a sensible uh, guess, I guess. Yeah, because kind of like every now and then Kingdom Hearts' uh, lip syncing will feel a little bit off. Be like, but that's been localized. Yeah, that I actually noticed that quite a bit in 3. Where yeah. Well, anytime the camera's like directing their face, it's like they took the time to make sure that it matched. Right. But, but anytime where it'd be kind of off to the side, it's like, that yeah. doesn't quite look like that's what he's saying. Yeah, especially in the Frozen world. That's where I had the most um, oddities. But you kind of give it, you know, it's 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 go. So, I, But outside of Metro, I did start playing uh, Anthem finally. Uh, I did play a little bit of Anthem. I, I grabbed it that. and uh, really enjoying it. Uh, it seems like from everything I'm being told from where I'm at in the game, it's a pretty short campaign, sadly. Same truth of Destiny and Destiny 2. Um, though I think Destiny 2 actually did fix that a little bit. It felt more cohesive and long and not like a bunch of broken up missions than Destiny 1 and so far Anthem's feeling. I'm enjoying the lore and the story of Anthem, uh, but I would have liked a little bit more. Uh, but other than that, I think the game's really fun. Uh, one of the things I mentioned... I, don't forget, we're, I know, we're I know, doing I know, an Anthem I know. topic next week, a little sneak peek for you guys. I know, yeah. Don't I know that we're going to be doing Anthem next week as a major topic. Um, but it's just one of those things Spoiler. where the, despite... The hate that the game is receiving for a number of different reasons. So far that I've seen people, and don't get me wrong, I, I've said from the get-go, I never thought Andromeda was that bad. Um, but it's having certain people be like, was Andromeda actually a great game? Uh, and Who said that? It's an article I saw. Yeah, okay, op-ed, yeah, but you know. Who? Uh, an, an op-ed, an opinion oh, okay. you know, article. Um, I think it said op-ed like a name. Oh, no. But anyway, that's just one of those things where I think that it's really rough to try. I, I'm not saying the game's perfect. Uh, but it's a game that obviously has a core of fun gameplay built around it, and it's something that can be built up. And my go-to defense of it is despite the fact, I'm not saying that you can't dislike the game. Uh, I think that, that some people, I do agree, have this blind hate towards it. They're jumping on the hate wagon, very similar to what The Order did. I know a lot of people who hated The Order without ever even playing it, and I just don't think it's fair to say that you hate something that you didn't even play. Yeah, so I, I, think, I think that the, what you've seen the price for lately with The Order has been worth it. Yeah. I think if you get the order now, you're definitely, you know, <laughs> at a great point. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, my, my general plan thing is that I think if uh, if No Man's Sky, and I'm not saying No Man's Sky should have launched the way it did either, nor, should, nor am I saying that Anthem shouldn't have launched with a couple of these things already handled. But if No Man's Sky can come out, or come, can turn itself around and become a game that people view in a very, very positive light uh, when it was viewed in Which probably the worst light at launch. still has a pretty niche, but sizable community playing it daily. Yeah. Well, and almost every big update brings people back to it. Yeah. And brings new people to it. That's the only way they can afford to keep doing it for free. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where I think if Destiny can turn itself around when it's a, and it's a contemporary of Anthem, it's a similar style of game, uh, and then No Man's Sky, which is not really a contemporary, but it's still the same basic idea of a game that can grow over time. Uh, I'm just, I, I don't see the point of literally hating it. I think it's easy and reasonable to give it its critiques and i think that a lot of them are true uh, one of them being load times being or load times being excessive and load screen amounts being excessive uh, i don't i genuinely don't understand why when you're in the fort you can't just hit start and be in your forge at that point i don't yeah. know why the forge is behind a load screen 
Yeah, that's because it's essentially the same as Destiny. You're you're seeing a negative background with white on it, and then you're javelin. That's something. So that why can irritating. you not just? Yeah, I, I feel like that's something that they're going to eventually pull in because it's load screen both ways. Yeah, that's what going I mean. in and out. Yeah, so it's and a long one. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, if it was just a short, like a load window, maybe it wouldn't feel so weird. Now I noticed that. It seems like it's odd game design because one of the things that they did is they put a load screen there, but it's almost like because they knew there was a load screen there, they made it to where when you're ending an expedition or a mission, you can go directly back to the forge to cut down on one load screen, which is... Yeah, it's So it's time. like smart game design there, but because of a bad design choice to begin with. Yeah. So... I you're mean, going like too say, deep into the anthem. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing, but we'll talk more about anthem uh, next, next week. Week when we go, it's not going to be like an impressions episode, but it's going to act as one almost because of the subject matter at hand. Yeah, but that's about as much of a and tease gonna, as you'll get for next episode. I'm going to play some more uh, Monday before we play Final Fantasy to solidify an opinion. Okay. Well, from there, I think we can go ahead and move along. So you want to go ahead and hit that drop? I sure do. For all those that don't know, the drop is this week's PlayStation releases across all of its platforms. First up on the list, we have Attack of the Earthlings for PS4, Beat Cop for PS4, Bonds of the Skies for PS4 and PS Vita. It's a cross-buy title. We have Caretaker for PS4, Crash Dummy for PS4, Crimson Keep for PS4. Big one on the list this week is Devil May Cry 5 for PS4, Doom and Destiny for PS4, Eternity, The Last Unicorn for PS4. Okay. Ghoul Boy, Dark Sword of Goblin for PS4 and PS Vita, another cross-buy title. We have I and Me for PS4 and PS Vita, a cross-buy title again. We have Left Alive for PS4. It's one of the big ones. Yeah. Move or Die for PS4. Night Trap 25th Anniversary Edition for PS Vita. Okay. The Occupation for PS4. Uh, Para... Paraiso Island? Paraiso, yeah, Paraiso Island, I guess, or Paraiso Island. Uh, Puo Puo... Puo Puo... Puo 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 Tetris. Puyo Puo Now, that one was originally a Switch exclusive. Uh, yes. So it must have been time. And that's for PS4. So we have RBI Baseball 19, for those that, uh, don't have the show. We have <laughs> Summer Funland for PSVR. Unknown Fates for PS4. And then we have Vertigo Home for PSVR. Uh, oh, last one on the list? Nope. Oh, nope. Now, your, this is your toy for PS4. Which, for some reason, makes me think of Naughty Bears art. Do you remember Naughty Bears? Did you play that game? No, I didn't. But I uh, Naughty Bears was hilarious. It it ran like straight poop. It was not a well-made did. game, but it was really funny, and it had a lot of charm. So. I think I had that game for 360. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I almost bought that game for 360 because uh, it was on sale at Best – not Best by GameStop, and it was, it was Naughty Bear. I, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, it's back when everybody we knew worked at the mall. Yeah. And uh, the mall game stopped. And it was Naughty Bear and um, the Burger King. Uh, Sneak King. Sneak King. And it was they were both on sale for three bucks. Sneak like, King was together, always low. As a, as a package. That's funny. Yeah, not, I don't think Naughty Bear sold very well. But Absolutely I also not. can't imagine it was a game that cost very much to make. No. But uh, it was really funny. I mean, you know, it was one of those games where the glitches made it funnier. Yeah. Unlike, Almost like that. Uh, and because the game was meant to be humorous, right? Unlike Two Worlds 2 when everybody was laughing at the glitches for it at the beginning, but it was supposed to be a serious game. Do you remember the time that you bought a uh, Ouya? And then like that was like we played for like three hours, the, just the indie games that came on there. It was fun because they were so bad. The Mr. Frogman one or whatever. Dude, that that one was, was like good. GTA with it a frog. Was GTA with a frog that ran like a PS1 game that had PS2 graphics. And... Third grade humor. Yeah, it was really, 
It was one of those interesting things. I got the Ouya for cheap because it was on sale at Target. So I was like, oh, screw it. I'll buy it. Uh, and it was like $30 and that was right as it came out like a month later. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Or two months later. And I don't we know. eventually had ideas of like, of using it to make a game. Cause to you publish can. On. Yeah, yeah, you can. That was going to be our starting point, but that was before we decided that we were going to go ahead and put all our eggs in this basket. So yeah, that was right before we started this too, or started the channel. I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie wasn't born yet. <laughs> That's but, how, you know, it's been a long time because she is about to be four. About to start school this year. Isn't she? Yep. Cool. That's the goal. Yeah. Anyway, with that said, it's time to move into these news. First thing we have to do is on a very solemn note. I wish we had some Sarah McLaughlin music uh, set over to the side to go ahead and play, but you know what? Probably be pulled from YouTube at that point, so might be for the best. What does that Um, mean? What do you mean? I don't. What's Sarah McLaughlin have to do with anything? I mean, right now the PS Vita ascends the ladder to video game Valhalla. Oh. As Sony, I thought you referenced her song or something. Officially updated its Japanese site, pronouncing that production on the platform has now ceased. Over seven years after its initial date, moment of silence for our Vita here. We can give it. You know what? If we actually, and then you didn't shut the hell up. So. I sure did. You know what we should have done? If we actually edited and rendered these videos ourselves instead of just putting the raw file on YouTube, we should have done that thing like where you, you, I was talking about the Vita, and then or you were talking about the Vita, and then you put the music behind it. Yes, that you should have clipped that into that part right there. Yeah, and just randomly put it in again. Yeah, the same one. I still have it. <laughs> Too bad that requires literally to drop that in, to splice that into a scene will take four hours of rendering. Or at no, least not two. quite. Yeah, yeah two, two hours. Unnecessary. That's why we changed the way we record, even though it has its, its easy and well. streamlined. Uh, but with that said, yeah, I think a little, you know, do your own personal moment of silence if you ever cared for the Vita. I'll give it this, man. Seven years, technically more than seven years of after being it came a out. Child. Of being, yes. The fact that it lasted this long is really a testament to the to how much people love the console in spite of Sony not necessarily loving it either. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the weirdest story that people love it this much that it, it has such it a, was able to live this long. It has such a big following. Um I actually went to uh the Vita subreddit just yesterday or the day before. And, and I'm sure everybody was talking about this. Yeah, and they were talking about how it's still a worthy investment. It's very similar to the 3DS in regards of, like, there's so many good games on that console alone that you can go back and replay that it has such cool utility to it as well that it's just a it's a, it's a good buy. Like, well, it's funny that you say that because in the Facebook groups, I mean, I'm in a couple of them just, you know, for crapping around. I don't have Facebook um, for those that are oh, you. Yeah, I know. Uh, but every now and then, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll get on Facebook for a bit. I don't get on often, but every now and then when I do, uh, I'll normally see at least one post in all the PlayStation groups I'm in of uh, someone saying, "Been I'm debating getting a Vita. Is it, uh, is it a good time to get it even in 2019? Honestly, and I- almost across the board, almost everybody in the comments says, uh, if you can find it at the right price, and they're not even saying ridiculous. It's just yeah. like if you can find them at a reasonable price in good shape, it's a great console to get as long as your expectations are in check. It, honestly, they, they all, I think all Vita should drop to $200 because it would just make the last of them sell that much well or, or that much better, and you'd be able to find it actually reinvigorate the community a little bit. Well, now they're only in Japan. That's one of the biggest things is that this is in Japan. They've not been available can, in America I'm, for a long time. Well, you have to get them through Play Asia. I'm sure you can still find them at like Walmart. They haven't sold them, right? Or do they have to ship them back? I I don't know. Because you can still buy PS2 memory cards at some Walmart. Yeah. I I don't know for sure. They may have because they may have just uh, reallocated stock over towards Japan where they were going to sell because they are region-free systems. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, Um, I don't know. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm definitely not sure. But uh, my general point is that 
they are not produced and easy to find in Walmart. You may be able to find one in like if they if they didn't have to send them back in like Ashdown or small towns or whatever. But yeah, like if you have like a small Walmart that nobody buys electronics and stuff. Exactly. Uh, so that's that. But anyway, next up, moving along, we have Kingdom Hearts director Tetsuya Nomura confirming that DLC for Kingdom Hearts three is in development. Uh, it looks like we're going to have some free DLC, I think, along the line as well as some paid. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, and. The only thing I'm curious about is, did you see that there's somebody that found uh, critical mode files in the game? Yeah, that's that's. It almost made me a little angry because I don't know why they're in the game. If so they here's can't my thing. Accessed. Here's my thing. They may have been in the game because they didn't have enough time to finalize it before release, and they just kind of like whatever. It may have been one of those decisions they decided after the game technically went gold or whatever, or I, I don't know. Whenever it came time for it to go gold, it may have been needed to be like, well, it's just not ready, but we'll add it later as a free update. Right. You know what I mean? So here's my biggest thing, though. If they try and tack that into the game as a paid thing down the road, that's going to be a problem in my opinion. If it's free, I don't have a problem with it because, you know, they could have had issues and a delay. But if it it is paid Now, what's funny is I wouldn't have cared if it was paid for, if it was really cheap or something, or if it came as part of like the – because I think here's the thing. The – uh, they will not do a final mix release necessarily. If they do, it'll be something that that they do after the DLC comes. It, that'll it, that'll, that'll be, be fixed a, by DLC. That'll be a year or two down the line. And, I mean, yeah, we'll see. Longer. I don't know for sure on the timeline, but regardless, well, typically remixes it will happen two years, a year and a half later, right? Well, yeah, but that also acts as an entirely different release. It's not necessarily DLC. So, uh, but yeah, the final mix DLC is what I imagine we'll get to an extent with new pieces of uh you know new character arcs or whatever uh new cutscenes to show more of what's going on in certain areas i think that that's easy to expect and if we if they would have shown that the difficulty boost was going to be part of that and you paid for it all and like you got kind of all that i'd be like okay if i hadn't seen that the files were already in the game that's the problem that kind of makes it more of a sticky situation but either way um this kind of comes off the heels of him saying that the game actually exceeded his sales expectations, which is reasonable. The game sold more than any other title in the series besides one in the first month, which is a very impressive. So congratulations for Kingdom Hearts 3 and all that. So despite it not being a perfect game, you know what? It's doing well. Uh, speaking of Kingdom Hearts, though, Kingdom Hearts VR experience that they actually teased a while back uh, was released on February 28th for free. So if you have a VR uh, and you've been curious as to what that even is, it's a free, cheap experience. Don't get your expectations too high, but uh, it is out now. So, yeah. It looked like, do you remember the little thing that they show where you can kind of like control the keyblade swinging around? Yeah. I wonder, I I'm almost want to play it just out of curiosity. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it seems like it's not going to be good. It's shallow, yeah. So, uh, moving on to more good news, though. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn turned two this past week, and with it, they announced the game has hit 10 million copies sold, which is monstrous for a new IP. I mean, that's really good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't be wrong. It's not unprecedented. We saw it with The, with the Last of Us, but... This is what it comes down to. The Last of Us came from Naughty Dog, a studio that was making, that was selling, you know, multi millions of Uncharted year after year after year. So they're a studio that had the pedigree for that. Right. Um, Horizon coming out of a studio that traditionally really only sold maybe a million to two million with the Killzone franchise, uh, franchise with each release. This is really big, uh, and and. Yeah, goes it's, to a, show. it's a fun but flawed experience, and I hope that the second one fixes a couple of the issues I had with the first one. Sure. So I'm looking forward to it. And I don't think it's, un- I mean, that's what I don't, I consider it a little unfair to go too many shots at it. I think it's fair to say that there are things that could have been fixed with it, but at the same time, coming from a developer that has no pedigree or history in that genre, they did a really good job. Yeah. Um, so 
congratulations to Gorilla Games and hope that we see the next one uh, do even better. That would be really cool. Uh, so we already talked about Anthem, but one of the things they did was a recent update, which is addressing the community complaints regarding the game's loot and inscriptions that aims to make them more useful while we reworking the requirements to craft masterwork items so that it's a little easier to try and get the inscriptions that you were looking for. Uh, so a problem that was happening in the game apparently early on is that uh, it was really hard to get inscriptions to begin with and masterwork items that have the inscriptions on them. Um, and a lot of the times the inscriptions that was on the masterwork item because they were like a random pairing thing, the inscription would not always be something that was actually even useful to the weapon or item that it was on. Yeah. So the way that they're going to go about that is moving forward, it's going to be easier to craft your own masterwork item and the inscription will already be more useful. And then that, since it's a little easier for you to craft anyway, you have a higher chance of getting the one you're looking for quicker uh, right. than you would have basing it completely off of drops in the original crafting method. And then on drops, they're, they're going to make sure that pretty much the inscription will always be useful to the weapon. Whether it's as useful as you want it to be, it will always be useful. Whereas a couple of the masterwork inscriptions before were set up in a way where they literally could be an inscription that didn't affect that gun at all. Yeah, and it could really Which is a, mess a you up. big problem. Yeah. I don't understand why that even happened. Uh, but they fixed it very quickly. This was within a week of launch. So you know what? Kudos to them. Yeah. Uh, I don't really see At least any... they're listening to the community after launch, which is what a lot of people were scared about. Exactly. More on that next week. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next up, though, while we're talking about EA, uh, EA and Respawn have revealed that their upcoming Star Wars title, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, will be revealed on April 13th, 2019. So we were talking about that a couple weeks ago on an episode, and we were curious if they would wait until May, but I said it felt a little bit too long. This is about a month before that. They could have so. literally wait one month and get it on Star Wars Day, though. Uh, yeah, which is also my birthday. But how much more information would they get crowded around it? Because Star Wars Day is typically when they also go ahead and reveal the new movies. So I mean, either it way, be it's better? a good day for would all the be, fans. Sure, but would it be better to have it upside all that? and, uh, and have, Or would it be better to let it rule the new cycle? I don't think it's going to lose cycle? any limelight. In that, because it's all Star Wars. It's still. all Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But I think that there's... Why not just do it on a day where it'll literally just I be just, the only news? Because I wanted it really on my birthday because I'm a selfish person. Uh, fair enough. Selfish person. Um, selfish. So that's interesting, but hopefully we'll see more about the game. And uh, I think that this does also improve the chances of it coming this year. And everything they've said is that it's intended to come this year. Yeah. So, so I'm super excited for that. Apparently there's a new rumor going around that Last of Us 2 is October this year as well. Yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, spoilers. Spoilers. I didn't even okay. see that in Doesn't here. matter. Uh, next up, CD Project Red have announced that they will be at E3 2019 with Cyberpunk 2077, which immediately begs the question of how close is this game really ready to coming out? Because do you remember that they specifically said they were waiting to show it because they wanted to show it when it was at a point where it was ready enough to show in a, in a good light, which to me sounded like they were trying to not do the overplay game that we always talk about where they didn't want to show it until it was within a year to maybe a year and a half of release. But that's obviously passed now so or at least you know depending on if, if it doesn't release this year then that's already moot so um how likely do you think it is to actually release this year because i don't know with everything else that's coming but more likely it w would it be early 2020 at the latest i would I think feel so. like yeah i, I feel it, like i'd hope so it'd have to be early 2020 like if it's not the end of this year if it's late yeah. 2020 you're, you're just too far well, I'll give. I'll say this. I don't think Cyberpunk has to worry about other games coming out around it necessarily. It's a very interesting type of game that I don't think is going to have a lot of competition in the same genre. Do we even, and CD Projekt Red have earned a name for themselves with The Witcher that I think people are going to do that kind of Grand Theft Auto game where it, thing where it no doesn't matter, matter what it when it what else is coming around it, it's going to demolish. Now, I think that obviously if Re if there was a game like Red Dead coming out alongside it, then they'd need the fear to an extent. Grand Theft Auto Six launches on the same yeah, day. Yeah, but that seems incri incredibly unlikely. So I think for the most part, there. 
they're in the clear. They can kind of release when they want to. So my whole thing is is that if it does come out this year, it puts it back to a theory that I think is uh, – I don't know if it's been confirmed or not yet. This is not a current-gen game. Now, are you saying if it doesn't release this year? Yeah, like yeah. if it comes out um, next year, it's for sure a PS5, Xbox One, XX, or whatever the – Now, here's the thing. Called game. As far as we know, and as far as they've said – it is for sure going to be a PS4 and Xbox One game, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be a cross-gen. cross-gen. Yeah, I would hope not. I mean, I'd, I because yeah, they they, they the, decided well, against cross-gen for Witcher Three, and instead decided to stop the work they already had to instead work on the game to be entirely next-gen and took that chance. Could we see a repeat of the future? I mean, the past, not the future. Potentially, but I don't think though at this point because The Witcher Three wasn't as far along in development when they went back as this seems to be. Yeah, I guess. That's so it true. seems unlikely. I feel like this is probably going to be a current gen console uh, title. Yeah. Now I think that it's very likely that it does the same thing we saw with Anthem, where Anthem come out and keep saying this is the game running on an Xbox One X, but then even when the game hits on One X, it doesn't look like that. Uh, I think it's very likely that we see that. Uh, or it's very possible that we see that. Uh, the Witcher 3 was already caught up in its own scandal of downgrade, though not massively, but it was yeah, there. Yeah, it had, they um, had it, but it wasn't It so, wasn't on the on the cusp of like Watch Dogs. Exactly. It wasn't Watch Dogs level. It's almost so. Spider-Man level. <laughs> Puddlegate. Puddlegate. Puddlegate was a good time in this world. In terms of just funny to look at everybody complaining about something like that. Anyway, next up, Darksiders 3's The Crucible DLC is now available for fans of the game looking for more to play. And remember, the game did exceed sales expectations, which is good. So you know what? Uh, keep on hitting this. Maybe that'll, you know, hopefully they get that much more budget for Darksiders 4. But honestly, I was happy enough with Darksiders 3 that if they do 4 in the same vein, I would be okay. But I would like to see them get to do what they did with Darksiders 2 from the first one and get that much more of a budget and make that much bigger of a scaled game. Um, yeah. So who knows? We'll see how that ends up working out. Uh, this one's kind of exciting because I've never played the series, but the long-running Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney series makes its way to non-Nintendo platforms in the way of the Ace Attorney trilogy uh, releasing on PS4 and Xbox One on April 9th. Now, it is Seth's birthday. also, yeah, I thought that was weird too. Uh, it's also coming to Switch. So if you do want to play it on Nintendo Yeah, I'm definitely getting on Switch. If you've never played this series before and you like visual novel style games, this one, these, this series is amazing. Like, it's really, really, really good. Now, isn't there a show or something? It's an anime. That's what I thought. That ties into this series? That's what I, I mean, I think, the, I, I think the games came first, but don't quote me on that. I know Liam will probably correct me. or Kiki Yeah, I have no clue. Me. I mean, I'm, I'm not uh, any form of real knowledge on this. I know what the series I is. Never I have a family to, member that Well, I never cared to watch the... Uh, I never cared to watch the... Uh, the anime or whatever it was called. I never cared to watch, like... I'm pretty sure they came out with a Professor Layton movie. Did they? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, To be I'm, fair, though, those both really make sense as animes. You know what I mean? And kind of like God, God Eater Burst ended up coming out with an anime after the game. My whole thing, though, is is that like the fun of this comes from, um, yeah, Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva. It's an hour and 40 minutes long. But my whole thing with it is it's much more of an interaction thing with the game itself that it makes it more fun because it's up to you to literally solve these cases and find the evidence and stuff. And then, then not only it's very similar to Danganronpa where it's not only you have to gather the materials and you have to build your case, but you have to proceed in the case when you're actually acting as lawyer to line up all the evidence correctly to get it all right. And they're fantastic games. If you like a uh, visual novel slash, um, uh, interactive uh, like crime games these are games for you because you're essentially tasked with uh, multiple cases over the course of one game and then you're checking out the scene of the crime you're checking out all kinds of stuff with it and they're meant and, to be kind of humorous right uh yeah there's like there's like anime humor in it i guess yeah you could say well, but they're not just necessarily really dark games by any standard well 
Danganronpa sure are. Oh no, I know, no, I know Danganronpa. Is. I, I'm, I do specifically mean Phoenix Wright. Yeah, Phoenix Wright. There's some, but not a lot. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being that the subject matter is dark to an extent, but the it's, game sense team seems to take them in a the light. Yeah, it's it's manner to sub, an extent. It's, yeah, it's the subject matter. Yeah. Uh, well, what's funny is I wonder if the TV show for some reason as soon as you were talking about the way the game plays, I like I wonder if on the TV show or the anime or whatever they just tried making it essentially like a modernized case closed. Do you remember that show? With a little yeah. the kid, a detective that got turned into a kid or whatever named what, Conan. What was the name of the main character in that game? Or that C- Conan. Show? Was it Conan? Yeah. I thought I remember there being a character in that show. That I think was- the show was called Detective Conan in Japan. I, Japan. In Japanese. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly positive. I think it was called Case Closed here. Yeah, that's right. Known as Detective Conan. There's only, like, ongoing there's only like 10 episodes of that, right? Uh, apparently, it's still going on in Japan. I don't know if uh, as a manga or what, but it's still going on somehow, some form. So that's pretty interesting. Oh, never mind. I think about Scry- uh, what is it, Skyriad or whatever it's called. Oh, Skyriad. That was a short lived so Yeah, I want a game of that so bad. That, was that good, show that was, was cool. A good show. Yeah, I love that. Now, we could become an anime podcast, but I don't watch enough anymore these days. So, not good time to do that. Next up, though, I'm excited for this. Dead Cells, one of our highly, highly commended indie titles from last year. I think me and Saul both agree on that. Uh, he's getting a massive free DLC expansion soon with the developers showing off footage in a recent uh, Red Bull documentary that they were covering uh, Twin Motion, which is the developer behind the game, and they showed it off in the background while talking to somebody. Uh, and there's a new soundtrack with it, uh, new gameplay and all that stuff, the new bosses, and it's entirely free. Uh, I knew going into it that Dead Cells was going to be like this. It was an early access title on Steam before it even came out as a somewhat complete experience on uh, consoles. I love that game, it's and I will probably definitely double, uh, double back when a sizable expansion is Yeah, I, w- I will as well. So... Uh, excited to see for them. Uh, speaking of games getting extra stuff and then coming back around, Nier Automata Game of the Yorha Edition, <laughs> a great naming condition, uh, is available on PS4 now. So if you've yet to dive in, I think now is a good time as any. Uh, though necessarily, just to be fair, I'm pretty sure you could get the base version of the game without the DLC, which is non-impactful to the story as far as I know. Uh, I mean, actually, I do know it's not impactful to the story. Not at all. For less money. So keep that in mind either way. It coming out is just a good reason for me to remind you to play Nier Automata. Get it however yeah. you can, as cheap as you can. That was both of our games of 2017. Yeah, like, very great game. game. Awards, we both got that. And it was one of those great things where... What I loved about that is that Saul hit or miss... Like, he was playing like a dancing game it was hit with or miss this like three the times whole year. And then right before the end of the year, when we were getting close to talking about these... It wasn't before the end of the year. I mean, it was like a month or two before the end of the year, right? Like, or before we decided October. to do it. Okay, well, close enough. So three quarters into the year, Saul decides to randomly play it, and it ends up swinging in and becoming his game of the year on short notice. Yeah, like it, it beat out Breath of the Wild, and um, there was another game that I was talking about. I am curious. I don't remember that very much these days now. I know Breath of the Wild was Funny what 100 episodes will do to you, uh, and that's been a good while back. But anyway, well, moving it along. It been 100 episodes. Huh? So it hasn't been 100 episodes. Well, I'm just saying 100 episodes of talking. Saul, geez. I think it's been 60, because I was like 43. Something like that. Anyway, Firewall Zero Hour, the PSVR team-based shooter that I constantly, uh, and I think it's easy to say that it's pretty much a Rainbow Six uh, analog for VR, received two new contractors, new weapons, trinkets, face paint, and more, and it's new DLC pack that released this past week. So if you've been looking for a reason to go back, bam, there you have it if you didn't know already. Uh, and if you've been looking for a reason to pick it up, or if you've been looking to pick it up, you get more on it if you want to go ahead and go the extra mile if you play it and decide you really like it. Now, we're getting into the rumors section. There's three little rumor lists that we have. We don't normally talk about rumors too much in the news, but I figured that these are pretty fun, and we're going to make sure that we talk about the fact that they are rumors. So first thing being, 
But there were rumors of a Fallout 3 or New Vegas remaster uh, circling around after Bethesda had an Amazon placeholder listing. The reason that the people think it's Fallout related is because even though the listing has been removed, it was originally shown with a countdown of an old-time projector look, which we know now to... I mean, essentially everybody... Equates to the Fallout series. Apparently, though, the projector video that was the countdown was a placeholder too. Like, apparently, that's stock footage. Well, why would you do that? I don't know. Because when it's when it's so visually apparently. tied to the aesthetic yeah. of of one of your your franchises. So that, yeah, that's why I said apparently. Now, some people some people thought about that. This is what was interesting. Some people thought about uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood coming out or whatever it was called. I think it's Young something. Um, uh, and it's it's essentially the offshoot like the uh, the new order and the old blood. It's it's kind of the offshoot of that uh, where the the old blood was a side story that was a standalone DLC. Uh, so some people are thinking about that, but here's the only problem with that: the listing called for a standard edition, deluxe edition, and a collector's edition. Now, don't be wrong; that's already weird for a standalone DLC. It's also weird for a remaster, but it's not unheard of. There have been other remasters that came out with a collector's edition, so. Have there? Yes. Now, which one? I can't tell you off the top of my head, but I've known it before, and I've seen it and Dark thought Souls, it was interesting. I think Dark Souls did. I, I want to say. I think Blake got it, but I might be wrong on that. He gets so many art books, I'm, it's hard to keep track of. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say for sure, but I know that it's something that's not necessarily unprecedented. Uh, and I could see it because think about this. Fallout 76 got into a, got Bethesda into a lot of a flack. And then, of course, the Fallout Nuke, uh, Nuka Wine or whatever, the Nuka Dark Rum, that's what it was. Uh, got, they've essentially had some bad press with Fallout recently for a number of reasons. What way to come back and get people's attention by then other than doing a long requested remaster of a game that people love, be it 3 or New Vegas. I think people would be happy with either. Do it with a great collector's edition that's reasonably priced and doesn't fall into the same problem that their 76 did one with the nylon bag. Bam. You find a way to make the Fallout name not have a sting to it on the backside when you've had that going for a little bit. Well, and, you got to really fix the uh, the state of setting six, too. Like well, and they've released a roadmap for it. That was yeah, pretty interesting. That came while we were doing 99 and 100, so we didn't end up talking about it. Um, but also... I don't want to talk about 76 too much outside of what we know to be true. It could go better, so I'm going to leave it at that. But either way, this is very interesting. So uh, next rumor up, though, on the rumor train, Kotaku's Jason Schreier stirred the pot on the likelihood of a Demon Souls remaster or remake last week as he responded to a fan asking if a Demon Souls remaster was likely with a simple yes. See, I don't All know. it took to stir the pot was him just saying Yes. I don't know. Though. No in-depth or anything. See, this is this is like Jason Stryer is such a cool guy, but I want to hate him because every time there's a thing and he's like, yeah, that's that's what it is. It's like, how do you know this? You don't know this. You're just now you're just you're just lying. And then it always becomes true. to am like, damn it, Jason. Well, he knows it because he has people who are disclosing this information for toward my, him. Th- my thing is, though, is Miyazaki just said like three months ago he did not want to do Redeeming Souls remake. No, that is not true. He said he was open to it. But nope. it, but it was. I just read the interview. He said he was open to it, but it ultimately be down to Sony and whether they wanted them to do it. And then they don't have the time for it right now. But he'd be also okay with working with somebody who understood the vision of the game to make another one. Now that was a very recent article that he just talked about. January twenty second of this year. Yep, that's what I was talking about. And he goes in and says that he'd be okay with somebody else tackling it if he felt like they understood the core premise behind the game and i may be wrong on this i think he even said that he would technically slightly oversee it what no it's not it's it's what he's not interested in working on i mean if you keep i mean you got the quote go ahead and say it sure so uh 
Miyazaki has now revealed to Game Informer that even through the decision to create a Demon Souls remaster would ultimately ultimately lie with the IP holder Sony. It's not a project that he'd personally be interested in working on. And then he goes on to say, "Oh, because he says he." I, I do remember this. Now, yeah. So you're right because I think and he compares quote, it to something of him like when you write something when you're younger and then you see it now, you don't want to recreate that kind of art. Yes, so, I, I, I do remember him saying that. Is it, it feels like taking a step backward in your creativity and yes. And the article goes on to say, despite his reluctance to revisit older projects, Miyazaki did admit to having fond memories of Demon's Souls development, uh, especially as it was the, quote, was the first action fantasy game that I created or, or I directed it, end quote. And then he, he goes on to say, however, he also revealed that quote, thinking about the idea of a remaster gives me kind of butterflies in my stomach and makes me a little nervous, so it's complicated, end quote. Because so, I think it's like it's his first love and first creation. Yeah. So it's, he's, it seems to me like he's kind of got that in between where he's okay with the idea of somebody else working on it, but he also kind of wants to oversee it himself so that he knows it's right. So that's what I mixed up is that I, I mixed up that he didn't want it. It's he didn't want to be interested. He wasn't interested in helping with it. Okay. That's, that's what it is. Either way, it's interesting. Now, do you know who, who handled the dark souls remaster? Oh, no, off the top of my head. No. Was it not them? I didn't know for sure I don't because there so. were some changes made, and that's why I thought it was interesting. If they did it, then obviously we know. Well, that there wasn't a lot of changes made to it, other than like the obvious, like online changes and stuff like that, but nothing crazy. Um, uh, QLOC and Virtuos, Virtuous, yeah, or uh, Virtue. I think you might be right, Virtuos, maybe. I guess so. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Either way, I think it's interesting because obviously the precedent is there for a Souls game to be remastered, uh, though a lot of people want it to be. And, and the rumor, obviously, still the meal going around is that it is indeed Bluepoint working on a full-on remake. I would oh, see this is hard for me because so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. The, there's two two games that are rumored that Bluepoint's doing. Metal Gear Solid and that, which are both which games. Which one that, would you rather have? That's a good question. Metal Gear Solid. I don't know. Hey, so here's the for problem. sure to capture its full charm. They would have to keep a lot Demon of... Demon Souls? Yeah, for Demon uh, Souls. They have same to of keep, Metal Gear Solid, in my opinion. But here's the problem. There's a lot more wrong with Demon Souls, and this is coming from that being my favorite series in gaming... Sure. ...to what there is with Metal Gear Solid. I don't know, man. They, like, Obviously, they come from of, very different generations. They, because they, one, are, one's... Uh, so, Metal Gear Solid, the originals, a lot of its falls... Uh, faults come back on just where game design was in that time period and even then he did things that would have not really been seen uh replicated since like the psychomantis fight i won't go into what it is oh no but we know yeah so these are these are very interesting mechanic things that you've not seen replicated surprisingly no uh, or at least not often enough that it's obvious you could even use the mic on the ps4 controller for stuff like that too yeah sure you could do a number of things but Uh, but i'm just saying that I, they come from very different eras, and they're very different budgeted games. Uh, one was a game that almost didn't make it, Demon Souls, and barely got pulled out by Sony right. to be made, and technically is an unfinished game. Yeah. Um, there was They intended the game to be larg- longer, and they had to cut an entire piece out to get it out. It's actually... Uh, date, so. Well, if I remember correctly... I'm trying, I can't think of what that area is called. It's like very similar to Ash Lake in Dark Souls 1, like where Ash Lake was intended for something else, if I remember correctly, and it ended up being... the What it ended up being... Yeah, but either way, I mean, it's been a long time since I played Demon Souls, and those are games that I've admitted that I don't I don't necessarily play for the story purposes in the same way. I play them to view the world, take it all in, and kind of it's interesting and they're very fun. Yeah, um, and I, I it, it's a big toss up though because like Demon Souls, and I say this lovingly, is very much a a turd, and you can only polish it so much before either a it becomes a completely different experience than what you're expecting, or b you realize that this game is 
really just a turd, and I loved it because of nostalgic reasons and not because of the actual game. Because I, I'm scared to go back and replay it because of that. See, I'm not, because here's what I would say. You know when people are still playing it and have worked around a way, because you know, they set the servers down for PS3, and people have found a way to play it online despite so, despite that. I think it's leaving so, it on. My point is that essentially the way people are trying to go is that there is a hungry fan base of people who are playing this. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. Bad game. Don't get me wrong. I would be equally excited. I, I get what you're saying, or. but I, I think it's hard to say that the game is just a turd. I think that it's a turd that's already polished to a good bit. Well, that's I, I, don't want to, I don't even want to use that, that argument because I, I don't think it's a turd at all. It's a dull metal. But it's. I think that, yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially some real dented up copper that you can only do so much before and, and, and make it look that much better before, like you said, it either becomes... Because like, it needs total UI overhaul because the UI is ugly. Yeah, but game. I don't think the UI is a thing. I think the biggest thing they have to do is keep the core of what that game actually did different from Dark Souls, which was some stuff. I mean, the way they went about having your Hall of Fame moving around, there's a lot of things that were particular to that game that did not migrate over to the whole to the Dark Souls trilogy. And technically some of that became like the because they were, yeah, the hub world idea was very interesting. These are all things that you could do in the a Nexus. remake while, yeah, exactly. That's what it's called. The Nexus. You could do that. In my opinion, you could do that and it would still, you could do it just like they did with shadow Colossus. You could do it very true, but make a couple of things that would be to well, modernize yeah, I guess, it. I guess you know what I mean? You can point... modernize controls. You can make it to where you could jump because that game, if I recall right, that game doesn't even have the run jump that the no, dark souls does. No, There's not, no jumping in that game memory. at all. That which might be wrong because it's been that game chose to let you do years? jumping by getting up higher than something and then falling down to it, uh, which is something that the series has always done. But at least there was no other uh, accessible way to do. Yeah, it. Yeah, you couldn't do the run and then kind of a weird jump thing. So there's they could add that for whatever if they felt like it was needed, just even for combat reasons. I think I feel like that that would get you to areas that you're not supposed to get to. Well, if they're remaking it, then then it wouldn't matter necessarily, right? They could account yeah, for I that guess, across the true. board. Because see what, what what the I guess I keep forgetting about the pa- Here, the passion and then the uh, experience and just the just the amount of work that Blue Point can do and the improvements that it did to Shadow of Colossus. So like I keep forgetting about that aspect. So I, I do think, think that it's in good hands. They've proven themselves that if that's what they're working on. That's probably the perfect group of people to give it to. Yeah, it's and that and what's crazy is that goes for either or. It goes for either Dark Souls or Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, and and I think that either one of those games made by Blue Point, I wouldn't trust either one of those games by anybody else. Yeah, and, oh, unless the unless the original creators, you know. Well, I'm talking about yeah. to be remade by a exactly, second, exactly. Sec, second party studio. Here's um, the problem though: where is this game going to get announced? There's no E3 for Sony. I don't know, man. And that's the one that makes the most sense. Also, so. it doesn't have to be this year, so it can be announced sometime this year. I highly doubt it oh, next year with the whole rumors I've of got to figure it out. PS5, March 20th. It's going to be March a PS5 launch title. <laughs> that would actually be dope, but it would make no sense. It's it wouldn't make any way sense. Way too niche. That would be really cool. You though. would want to release it on PS4 so that the max install base could pull into that niche. I say niche. It was a niche game, yeah, but the Soul Series and Bloodborne is so big now that a ton of people would play it because they never got to. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. Now, here's the more interesting thing, then we'll move on from that uh, and go to the last set real quick. Uh, I've seen a lot of people were saying that they really don't want a remaster. They really would want a remake. because they think, like, See, The remaster would leave too many of the things, that, like you're saying, that they, have, that they have evolved past. Because a lot of those problems come from odd design choices and having to cut corners to even get yeah, the game the out. the UI, the hub world, the, uh, the And the, the UI was more of, a, of its time thing. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I mean, even then, uh, it's it's still ugly. Yeah, pretty bad. The bot, but the, everything about the game, though, from like the normal enemy designs uh, to the boss designs, are still classic, like Souls. So, like that's <coughs> something that you wouldn't want changed. Exactly. The core of the game is what you like from the series, even if it's in unique ways. Yeah. So, what was the name of that boss that was in the very first, like the very first boss? That's not uh, when you first show up to Balteria Castle and you move through that big is that, walkway. Is that a phalanx? I don't remember the name of it, but I know what you're talking about because it's it's. It, that's the Tower, Tower Knight's third boss, right? I thought it was second, but... I thought Mechanical Spider was second. It's been this long since I played this game. Me too. Me, I mean, dude, long time. But I this goes, I remember looking at the trailer for it and being like, this is dope, and then immediately picking up and loving it, even though I never played anything like it's, it. It's been so long. Uh, not the tutorial bars. Vanguard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that one's interesting, but I'm I'm still curious to see where this goes. Uh, this seems like a swan song for the uh, in terms of a a swan song remake for the PlayStation Four that I think would do very well for them. It would get rated pretty high. It is failing. So Vanguard is the tutorial boss's name. Oh, well, that's a, oh yeah, yeah. You, that you said specifically, yeah. And yeah, that's even what I went Castle towards. Battery. Yeah. So which is crazy because there's also Phalanx in Dark Souls One. Dude, a lot of the Dark Souls 1 stuff was just like, well, we didn't get to make a sequel to Demon's Souls, so let's just roll on. Which is also funny. You know, Sony, Sony and Shuhei, yeah. almost. Sony and Shuhei admitted that, you know, they, they should have rolled forward with the Demon's Souls trilogy. You know, or letting it move on. Yeah. But I they mean, didn't realize that it was going to be that hung because Demon's Souls didn't sell that well. It was, it was it's no, a cult classic. Yeah, it, it very much became a cult classic that became a huge franchise now. But, but we'll go ahead and move on because I have a funny... I have a funny for this one. Okay. All right. Ready? One final rumor set is regarding the release dates for some big games. So the first one is the Outer Worlds release date, which seems to have been accidentally leaked via its Steam page, uh, which was updated with a date of August 6th and then quickly removed the same day. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Steam Database, uh, which is kind of thing that looks up and shows it, you can still see where the page originally showed that. You can look up and see that it had that on there uh, by going through the database. So... That was pretty interesting. But on the same note, what Saul was talking about, The Last of Us 2 has been rumored to be coming in October for a couple of reasons. This came right after, uh, what is it called? Uh, not, it's not Experience PlayStation. What the, What is it even called? Destination PlayStation, uh, where they get together with uh, people in early year and talk to uh, publishers, I mean publishers, talk to retailers and whatnot about games. So there was a promotional material leak from a Peruvian retailer called Law Gamers. I've never heard of. Obviously, I'm not from Peru. And um, it showed that with the date of October in there, uh, our window of October. So I don't know about that one. But do you remember how a while back we talked about the composer uh, for the game yeah. saying that the game was coming soon? soon? And we were like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, and we're like, we also said, this like, is pretty well, soon. Composer, no, the release date. This is pretty soon. So here's, here's in, a, in the grand scheme of Here's things. a big implication. If this rumor is true, the PS5 will be announced before this is uh, this comes out. Why do you think that? I, more because out of curiosity, this big of a game is not going to get a Twitter release date. It's not going to go on Twitter. They're going to. It's going to be at an event. And you that think it would be at the same be event at the PS5 reveal? Now let's just work backwards from that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I think that makes sense. But I'm just looking for precedent of them doing it anywhere else. So. At the Vita, which at the time was called the NGP, Next Gen Portable, at their launch event, no games got release dates or anything. They didn't even talk about any games that were coming out. Nope. Uh, the PlayStation 4 event? Nothing. No, nothing. You didn't even get uh, launch titles at that point, did you? No. Nope. They literally just showed... So... Uh, they showed a couple of random things off. Oh, actually, you know what? I think that they might have been. They I did think, show Knack off. They showed... They? I think they showed Infamous, Second Son as well. 
They had Nate Fox come out. I Did think they have Neck that. there too? Yeah, I probably. Because Mark Sterney, I think, talked about it because yeah. he was showing off the particles of Knack, Knack being one it. of the big things. Yeah. So, so they talked about games, but we didn't get release dates anywhere. Here's the thing. And this is a game. I, I'm with you in that it also makes sense because we always we already know that the precedent before is that uh, the the now this is even more thing we learned about the PlayStation Four and then in the same year we got the Last of Us One yeah because it, it they were kind of using and it's a smart move use the Last of Us as a swan song title yep one of the last big titles you have a great install base to buy it pick it up it feels like a great wrapping up to a gen which means the console will be remembered Between more that and fondly Ghost and maybe even Death Stranding we still don't know about that exactly so when you have those when you have that situation uh, going on and then you also have now, I'm not saying it will be the last game it could be one of the last games um right and then and then move it along i think that makes sense for them because my biggest point is that the ps3 gen ended on such a strong note when the xbox had already completely slowed down for making exclusives for about a year and a half prior to the the xbox one coming there wasn't really an exclusive besides i think gears of war judgment and that was a poorly received exclusive didn't halo 4 technically fit that bill no halo 4 came out in uh, 2012 or was it I want to say it was 2012, uh, which would have been within about two years of it. Yeah, November 6, 2012. So it was about, that was about a year. So that was probably the last real big game. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so anyway, with about a year, they'd slowed down where PlayStation, year of PlayStation 4's release, uh, still had big PS3 games coming out. But I think what that does is they work so hard to build up the PlayStation 3 and change people's opinion on it from its you know, really rocky launch, much very similar to what Microsoft has had to do all gen here. They've had to turn the opinion around on the Xbox to make people view it in a far more positive light so that by the end of the generation, when it comes time to start the next, you don't already have a bad taste in your mouth. I do think so. The smart time of that, and then I'll let you go. uh, But the smart side of that, I think is that if PlayStation was trying to keep as much of its people as possible, trying to release these big hitters right before the PS five and in that window between announcing the PS five and releasing the PS five. So that when people are going, they're like, man, PlayStation's got killer games and they support their consoles right up until the end of the next console and it's just that much more of a mental trigger to get people to go ahead and buy the PS5. Yeah, and I, I honestly think that they're going to change up these presentations slash meetings that they normally do for uh, the console announcements and I do think that... If, In what direction? Out of curiosity. Not, nothing like E3, nothing like PSX, but it is going to be more... I'm going to say consumer-oriented. See, because now you're going off of, just to break that down... Uh, you're going off of the NGP, which was very much like a geared towards press and, and the PS5 which showing towards or PS4, which the PS4 yeah, was PS4. also geared towards press and tech enthusiasts. Yeah. So I think that which this, also one more event to throw in there to go towards your point, just in case, uh, is the PS4 Pro reveal event as well. Yep. So and I think that they're going to go towards more tech enthusiasts and the the, um, the culture around tech, tech, Texas, no tech enthusiasts. <laughs> Tech enthusiasts. The the culture around tech enthusiasts has changed, and I think that now you're seeing a lot of events that, such as Apple keynotes, that used to be much more quieter and much more louder. And so the same thing goes for Samsung for the most part. So I think that well, and the Google ones too. You know, for Google, the, that is true too. Google ones must used to be. Did you watch? Was it Google I/O? Yeah, that's what they're called. Yeah, those used to be deathly boring to watch yeah. now they're somewhat more enjoyable and now they're like hey here's a bunch of consumer technology that you'll be able to get your hands on we're talking yeah. about why you'll like it yeah so and i think that that's very similar to what we're going to see and i do i strongly believe that if that if that rumor is true you will see the ps5 uh, it'll be in the ps5 event and i think that it could be something as simple as flashing up a, a title card that has a uh, the firefly emblem on it just saying the date 
without any more footage or I, anything. I don't think that that's necessarily a wrong way to do it. I, I'm, I'm just curious to, if Sony would actually go that route because uh, it's another one of those ideas where I say it's one more thing to steal away from the news of the one thing. So if you're trying to talk about PS5, wouldn't you want everything you're showing at that event to be geared towards PS5? Not always. So no, that it just builds even, towards the hype of it? No, because it could be something at the end and then it could show PS4 pro enhanced or something on the card like it could show something that would that would signal like you're looking for, towards the ps5 here in the next seven months here's something to look forward to the next four or whatever it may be i mean fair enough i don't think that's a bad point so all right well i mean that's we, we will see Saul. so let's but, let's do this let's play let's play this game let's say that october is when the last of us 2 is coming april. if we follow your line when do they reveal the console april April to May. Do you think they would be ballsy enough to say that they're skipping E3 just to hold their own event a week before E3? <laughs> yep. Back late May. I said April at first and I meant May. But yeah, late May. Yeah, late May, May, early June, like the very first week of June. Something because like typically uh, E3 is like the second week of second, June. Second, yeah, second to third. Yeah. Uh, but to go quickly, very back to Outer Worlds, I hope Obsidian sees that they accidentally leaked it or whatever and they move it exactly a month back on the same day. So then it can release on 7 6. <laughs> Just to be petty. Dude, how hilarious would that so be? So yeah, seven six you'll finally enjoy. Well no, no, no <laughs> and, and no. lean dude, lean heavy into it, you know? Dude, why not? Not even like that. It could just be it could well, have a title card. The reason it, I say that is that you already saw them do it. You remember when they when they revealed it, they said from the makers, makers of Fallout, Fallout New, New Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. They're like, make sure that you know it's not with that Bethesda filth. Yeah. So like it could easily <laughs> it could have a title card or whatever, and it could be fading out, and then you see a seven and a six pop up, and then a slash come through it, and then another slash nineteen. It would be fantastic. I've been over here giggling because I thought of that myself. And I, I actually, like, I would love that. I would. I hope that comes true because Dude. that would essentially that would be like the. I would hope that whoever does that, that there's somebody on stage and there's a camera that has him, and then somebody does a little drop the sunglasses and then the flipping joint into the mouse, and you know, the, the, uh, the thug life. Yeah, the thug life meme. So deal with it. That'd be good. I think that'd be pretty funny. You go through this last part of the news real quick while I get up and stretch. Okay. Well, the last part of the news is going to move us essentially into uh, the main topic, which is something that Saul seemed like he was pretty keen on talking about. So I'm going to let him lead it once we get through this piece of news. But right now, uh, the PS Plus games from March have been revealed, shrinking down from the six game a month that they had uh, prior to this to now two games a month with the removal of PS3 and Vita titles from the service. Remember, they gave us a year um, last February or last March, one of the two. They said, hey, March 2019, we're no longer going to have these these games coming on the service. So um, the two games for this month are Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered and Jonathan Blows The Witness, which is a puzzle game for the PS4. I'm sure you know what Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered is. Uh, I don't have to tell you anything about that. So both titles will be available the day after this goes live, which is the 5th. So Did you say Jonathan Blow? About it, Jonathan Blow. Okay. I think you said Jonathan Blow. Below, below. Uh, anyway, so Saul, I'm gonna let you spearhead this one because I know that it seems like you really had some stuff you want to say. Oh, I have I my do. own opinions, but I, I just, I'm, I'm very curious as to what is making this uh, so hot in your in your mind. It's this time, is gonna be one of them Saul hot takes. It is. It's gonna be time. It's time for PS Plus to get better. So I'm gonna cut that out and then do the wording on it. We're gonna make a GIF. A GIF. It's time for PS Maybe. Plus to get better. Maybe like a big old zoom in of the PS Plus sign. But it's time. Okay, so. Luckily, don't hold me to that. I'm, I'm lazy. I don't luckily, know I'm uh, in 2019, there's not been any outages like that I have noticed. Towards the end of last year, the outages in PS uh, on PS services have been terrible. Okay, so just to separate, you are talking 
I'm talking about online play that PlayStation you get with PlayStation Network. Plus. Yes. Sony Online and whatever it is. I tie uh, that all together because it's all the same thing. No, I, mean, I agree with you. I, I generally agree yeah, with I'm you. Just but just to be clear, yeah. you don't have to have PS Plus except, to experience online except issues. For all, well, including only free games. Oh, exactly. I was going to say. so, yeah. or, or things like Final Fantasy fourteen Online. They don't require you to have it on there. Yeah, Do they really not? I don't think so. Interesting. Uh, but... But they might. Actually, that might be what it is. I think if the game has a subscription, then that's the point of where they also the make game. you use the subscription. I think that's the only game that has a subscription. On but at least other games. So, you know, the countless number of people who play Fortnite, which is free to play, who get to play it free on PlayStation Plus or on PlayStation Network, it is fair to say that they do not pay. So it's not necessarily fair for them to say, or for anybody, I don't know if this is where you're going, just no. throwing it out there, that they should expect, because they pay, for the service to be that much better. No, but they should still expect a system that they're getting on to work as often as possible. They should, yeah, they so. should expect consistency, which late last year, PlayStation Plus was not. There was maybe four major down and slash outages within two or three months, and they always seemed to affect me, which was the most infuriating part. And it was odd. I noticed yeah, that you say that a lot. Yeah, it was It was always happening. Like, the one time that I was really upset about it, it was on a weekend that I was off, and we had recorded on a Saturday, and this was a Sunday, and I was trying to play Rainbow Six Siege, and I couldn't play it at all. Like, I couldn't even go to Terrace Hunt, because it's, it's with an online-only game. Yeah, and now, just to add to that, what I thought was very interesting is, on top of that, not only have you had PSN things that have given you problems that were that specifically PSN. It's not PSN, just me, though. It's just not me. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Okay, cause I, I, I'm just throwing it out there that, for some reason, they weren't always affecting me, even though they were affecting you know weird pockets of groups. Um, but not only have you had problems where PSN was not working for you, and it was specifically PSN, and it was working for me, and you know, and for a big group of people as well. There's also plenty of times, funnily enough, where you say that you have internet problems and internet outages that have nothing to do completely separate of PlayStation Network, and I don't. But then last night, I had internet yeah, problems I'll, and you didn't. I actually brought that up to Kiki and them because I was like, you know what? I was like, every now and then, my router just craps the bed. And I, I didn't say, even I do anything. You. I didn't unplug mine or anything. I just went to bed. Nope, woke yep. up and it worked. Yeah, that's exactly. And that's internet service. But typically what I do is that you can go to downdetector.com and you can look on there and see if it is uh, correctly up or not. That's the first thing I do. The second thing I do is go check Reddit because I know there's already a thread and yeah. then maybe there's info within that thread of why it's down. Uh, but there was a price increase last year. There was multiple outages that is – if you compare the amount of Xbox outages to PlayStation, it's like 10 to 1 easily. Um, and now that they have removed four games, I think that there should be better bonuses. Now, what those bonuses are, I can't say because no matter what you really want to pick, like maybe an extra PS4 game would be the, the, the common thing to go to because I would think a PS VR title would be cool. But not everybody has PSVR, so they don't immediately benefit from it. Sure. But what I was thinking was, if it would be cool, because when you think about it, you would value these games at, like, I would say $30 total for both of them, right? Like, Witness has been on sale multiple times, and I think its base price is $10 now, but it might be 20 And I think the same goes for Modern Well, I think Warfare it launched at a base price of 40 it did because I bought it at lunch. So I, I can imagine its base price being twenty now, yeah. and it probably goes on sale often enough for you to be able to nag it at yeah. fifteen to ten or stay. And the same um, goes for Modern Warfare Remastered. I've seen that on sale a few times. It's kind of rare on that one, but it's sure. still 
Uh, it's an older multiplayer game. So the but good, it, good well, news. it is and it isn't, right? It's weird because it is older. Even now, it's two years old from its initial launch. Technically, well, this year would be three, yeah. But, but it's close um, enough back in November, October when it launched. So it'd be two. Yeah, because it came originally uh, coupled. And now that's kind of the weird thing. How do you want to call that? Because originally it was coupled with Infinite Warfare, and that was the only way you can get it. Well, And then it took them almost a year later to release it as a standalone they title. they never said they would. Yeah, so, so that's a big issue there. But but that's that's the interesting part of that is just how old is it as a standalone title? Yeah, that's the it's interesting. About part. a year old as a standalone title, and I think it only costs forty from there too. Like as a standalone, it might have cost thirty. Maybe I don't, I don't know, but I, but I'm with you. But I mean, but, it, but also it is Call of Duty, and it is a highly highly revered series. So I do think it is a good move. So what are the but, PS4 games for this month right now besides Hitman? It's Hitman and what else? Uh, Hitman and For Honor. For Honor. Those, and technically, cross by titles of other ones. I just yeah, don't know where they that, are. That doesn't. I'm. I'm, I'm kind of thinking of this month moving outward because you would not pay the retail price for those games anymore. For Honor based game is almost never expensive. Yeah, Hitman is. I think thirty dollars retail. <clears throat> so we're seeing this trend. Of, well, actually, Ubisoft are really bad. Just to go towards your point real quick, Ubisoft is really bad about keeping games at retarded prices. Uh, and I mean realistically when you think about that you have uh you have uh we talked about it before the division yeah uh, the division was a game that we were able to go literally pick up used for uh seven a fifth, seven, a fifth of the cost dollars All right, okay let's just say that a third because let's just round it up to 20 right uh it did not cost 20 dollars it cost we, eight, yeah it was 8.99 like, i can't remember we paid so little for it it was 7.99 or it was at, it was at least less than 15 and i know that much yeah. that's all that matters and then at the same time they were it was 50 dollars on the store exactly yeah so th- that's my point of, i bought for, they have a precedent of going ridiculous in terms of the, the the disparaging between now that was used to be fair there's no way to counter that no but i think even new if you bought it new if they still had a new one of the original still, i think it was 40 but, or something like no, that i think i think used it was Forty nine ninety nine. I think new is fifty four ninety nine. There's a five dollar price difference between that and a new game, like a, a new new game, like a new release. Okay, I, I mean, I think you just confused that there because you said a used version and a new version, uh, but I think you mean like new. It just dropped down to what it would have looked like as a used title. Pretty much a new used title. Yeah. Yeah. I like gotcha. if you see Red Dead sit on the shelf a week after launch, it's yeah, not, it's fifty four ninety nine yeah. typically. Yeah. So I bought Four Honor when it was on sale for nine ninety nine. Okay. The base game. Yeah. Uh, which happens often that is true that game is on sale a lot publisher uh, sales happen and ubisoft has them quite always often. yeah that's why i'll never pick up assassin's creed for a full price because i know that if i just wait a year i'll get it for less than half yeah but, i got it for 27 dollars a month after it came out there you go and uh, just never I, at launch yeah, yeah and you and you can still buy brand new origins for 60 dollars yeah so like <laughs> they're really bad about it's pricing. ridiculous. So right now you can see that you're averaging things out at around forty bucks a month, and that was that. Let this is last month, and then r- roughly around the same for this coming month, uh, if not a little bit more. But my whole thing is is that they just had a price hike, and not a good one either. Um, I mean, to be fair, they it put them on par with Xbox. It put them on par with Xbox. That's true. Yeah, you still got Xbox up more for most people. What do you mean? Xbox is up more. Oh, you, yeah, as a as a, as, a uh, as their online service. Yeah, as and on- now that PS Plus has moved away from specifically being a service like it was in the PS3 days, right? Uh, and you do tie it to the online thing. I do agree with you. There is an expectation that I'm paying to I'm access paying. online, so online should be on as often as possible. One week, literally one week after they increased the price, the service were down for the yeah. Weekend. I do remember that. Yeah. So I think that we need to get better uh, network fidelity for certain. 
there needs to be better network centers for PlayStation or for PSN. Uh, I think that the quality of the games that we should be getting, if we're only going to get two, should be higher. They should be, and and going towards the end of the generation, that shouldn't be that much to ask for. Like and, and like, if I was to spitball two games that were to come out next month, I would probably pick something like Dark Souls Three, which is still Fair thirty dollars. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, if you go to GameStop and buy it. Uh, sixty bucks for the big old grand version or whatever. But I would probably pick Dark Souls Three. And to and be just to put a note out there, I mean the publishers do have to agree. This is a contractual of course, agreement. Of course, I'm just going off the quality slash price of the games that yeah. I'm expecting. Yes, yes, yeah. I, and then getting so you're using that as a proxy of it's a game that you can think of that comes to mind that's in that perfect range of how old it is versus how much it still costs yeah, while not feeling like it's too out of the realm. Because technically, if you want to think about it, um. Call of Duty War uh, Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare Remastered is newer than Dark Souls Three. Yeah, so just that's just to put everything. Dark Souls in. Three came out, in, well, but Dark came out Souls Three also released as a full price title. Yeah, where Call of Duty and Modern Call Warfare of Duty Remastered was a tie-in, and it's also a remaster. But of I would a game, I would put on like Dark Souls Three and everybody's golf. Yeah, and yeah, I, I'm with you at this point. There's no reason that the majority of their first party titles that are over two years old at this point still have never gotten Killzone Shadowfall. Start to do that now. Killzone Shadowfall has been on the service, but not for America. That's the weird. No, I'm part. talking about America. Where we? Yeah. Live. Oh, I know, but I, I find that interesting you know because they've on? they've done away. Do you remember there was a really? It wasn't that long ago. There was a time period about a year, year and a half ago where PS Plus was different in every territory, and they've changed yeah, that because like, for the most part, there's right? weird exceptions where it seems like one game will change in Europe just because for I, probably contractual agreement has to happen that way. Well, I, but, and what was it that we got? We got Abzu and they got Journey or something. I think they got Abzu and we got something entirely different. I can't remember what it was. But but, yeah, I literally saw, uh, and I don't know if this is the same price, but the last time I was in GameStop, and it's been a while, it's been like probably two months yeah. um, since I've been inside of a GameStop. I can't remember what the last game I bought was, but Killzone Shadowfall on GameStop right now is seven ninety nine. I saw it at GameStop for three ninety nine. Yeah. Or no, two ninety nine. It's three dollars. Yeah, it rolls through. Uh so, very very similar to the order. The order kind of will order bounce should down be on to, there. Yeah, I, I think Killzone the order is a, a perfect game for it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like give it But okay, here's what I will say. I'm with you on two things. I think that it should probably go to three games at this point. If it's going to, and then fill the third game occasionally with games that are maybe a lesser quality, that that's a weird small indie game Here's that doesn't cost do. as much and the expectations set differently, and then sometimes let that also be where you get two big games and you throw in one of your first party games that's old at this point, like Knack, uh, which we got Knack finally, to be yeah. fair. Uh, Killzone, dude, Killzone. Killzone, I don't know if it'll ever hit America because of the fact that they've kind of homogenized PS Plus, right. and since it's already been in another territory, I don't know if we'll ever get it because where, it'll technically Gorilla be... come from? Cambridge? Uh, yeah, that's Germany. Okay. No, yes. it's not Cambridge then. Um, no, Cambridge was originally the Cambridge branch of... Uh, what, that's what it I was. I can't remember what they actually used to be called. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. anyways, um, what I have, a, I have a pretty cool solution to this. Obviously, I don't work with Sony. I don't have a business degree. This is all like up to what I would... If I could pick something that's sensible, here's what you do. You get two games a month, and you get them something similar to here, where we would get a game that's about a year and a half, two years old, and then we get an indie title that's of quality. Because The Witness is of quality. I'm not saying yeah, no, The Witness is a good game. Isn't of quality. Highly, highly reviewed. You get a third game, and you can pick. And it's a set of maybe three games, and one's a VR game. That would be interesting, but I don't know how contractually that would work. I mean, they just eventually, like, you take those games, and you recycle the pool. Now, here's what they could do instead to kind of fix that. They've already done this once. 
the third game that's going to be included, right? They could always say, well, we're going to do two games that we decide completely. We work out with publisher and whatnot, but then we work with other publishers and we choose three games that could potentially, and they've done this before where they go vote on games that you'd like to see the next month. That would be called on two. there. And that's what they could do every month. ahead, at the beginning of the month, they go uh, next month, be like, Hey, which one of these games and I already have them where they talk in, they talk about what the, the agreement would be if they chose that game with each publisher and then just let the, the and that's how you could kind of include VR games. But yeah. even then, I, I still think that the, the majority of people who would be voting would be... It Though, would, VR would never win. I also like to say this. I think that they could also do the thing that they were already doing, which is sneak in games occasionally. Because there was times where like we got Black seven we got seven or eight games a month instead of yeah. six. And that's impressive. Oh, I thought you were talking about just random free games. Like well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so Black Ops 3 was like that. They just dropped it in for right. a month of its own period. And it, it didn't... It wasn't tied to the previous month in terms of it didn't stop being available uh, the first Tuesday of the next month. It was a month from when they posted it to the it was down and they gave it to us. But I mean, other times like when they gave us the "That's You" game, not saying that was a big game, but it was an entirely yeah. extra game. Yeah, it was a seventh game. Uh, then they gave us uh, Rigs one time for free, completely free, uh, and that was there. They gave us like Starblood Arena one time, completely for free or you something. You know what they should do. I may be wrong on Starblood. It may have always been free. But my point this. being yeah. that they've given us a number of free titles, and a lot of them have been VR titles. So, uh, so it's been a nice way for them to kind of just splurge out and say, thank you for the people that are PS Plus that have PSVR. Uh, this is a game that has probably run its course at this point. We're just going to throw it out there as a nice ex- example. Uh, or take the hit like they did with That's You. That, ha- that happened as soon as that game came out, essentially. And they, just like Rocket League. It was, a, it was basically the idea of, in that case, it was like, we're you know we're Sony. We are trying this PlayLink thing out. One of the ways we're going to try it out is to get most people we can to try them out and see how they like it. We'll do so by giving a free game out. Yeah, and honestly, and like, I think that's a cool use of the service. Amazon Prime is such a good service because you can take benefits from Amazon, and then you can apply them to other places. So what I like about Amazon Prime is that you can get HBO Go at a discounted price because of Amazon Prime. Okay, you get the prime shipping you get amazon video which is a pretty good standalone service it's yeah. it's something extra if you're ordering stuff off of amazon a lot you you get these little extra incentives that make it all worth it in the end so i order off from amazon a lot i get you keep a prime membership don't i you? keep a prime membership yeah, i don't let awesome. a prime membership expire so i order off amazon fairly fairly common like maybe once to twice a month if not more and i found out that they have prime video and I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. This is going to give me a break from Netflix. If there's nothing on Netflix to watch, there's something over here I'm sure to find something on. Yeah, switch over to Prime Video, see what's going on. Exactly. So on top of that, I have HBO Go, which instead of the $14.99 a month, I, I pay like $10.99 a month or something like that. I don't even remember what the cost is, but it's a discounted cost because I'm doing it through Amazon Prime. Yeah, I got you. And when you look at Amazon Prime now, it's not just two-day shipping or, or free prime shipping. Well, I, don't, I don't know if it's exactly two days now. I think it's even less on some packages. I got one package in one day for, from Prime. Yeah. But but I, I think I get where you're going with this. They've expanded the service they've from expanded when it came the out. Service to, so when you're thinking, I'm not paying $100 a year for, I think it's 120 now a year for free shipping, but you get all this stuff. It all makes it worth it in the end because then there's also Showtime and um, whatever all of these older like I say older, but the... And then you get Twitch Prime as well. They've, they've found Twitch a way Prime. to bring yeah, it in. Yeah, you get a good package for what you pay. Yeah, now... And so, PSN right now doesn't really do that. And that's why I'm glad that you say right now, because I do yeah. think it's fair to say that from the service's inception, which was in 2011, I want to say. When it was free. Um, it wasn't free. 
Oh, uh, wait, yeah, never mind. I'm yeah, thinking about, I'm thinking about Plus, online yeah, was free. When PS Plus was a completely a service-based optional thing. Yes. Uh, now, what it did give you was great at the time. It gave you automatic update, which is kind of cool, uh, and nothing else did that. So you got automatic update. You got automatic uh uploading of your saves to the cloud yep. uh, and nothing else was Which doing that the cloud, the they did just give us 100 yes. gigabytes of cloud. And I think that it's important that we at least mention that because yeah. that is something. That's substantial It's just something you don't notice. It's there. Yeah. And you... and It's an extra benefit that it's in the back of your mind. You notice it by by never having to really worry in the same way as you did, even though you didn't have to. But now it's like an invisible thing where used to, there was this very easy to reach wall of cloud storage and you'd have to actually go in oh, through yeah. and clear out cloud storage it or it would automatically gigabytes, do it. it? Uh, yes. And now it's a hundred gigs. Yeah. They literally, so they increased it by times 10. the amount of storage. And I think that that's worth noting, but, uh, yeah, from the time of the thing incept, you know, in it's inception where it did a lot of things that were entirely opt in and they were a service based thing. And they had great games because it was entirely all the money went towards this game service thing. Right. Uh, which was cool, but that, that's two things to me. I think, uh, like you said, they've grown the service considerably since they've launched it. Um, even though it's um, it's mandatory now, at least on PlayStation 4. I'm actually glad they kept it uh, service-based on PS3 and Vita. That was actually really cool of them and smart of them. Yeah. Because uh, you don't want to do that to those systems. It's a lot easier to say, this is a new system. It leaves too much people in the past. Yeah, this is a new system, and we're only going to require it for this system for it to, for you to do. And then if you just still use the service on there, it's just a, it's an additive, completely right. bonus feature thing. Uh, so now... I think there's a couple things there with that. Like I say, the, the service has obviously expa- expanded. When they brought in PS4, they immediately started doing two PS4 games. Uh, so on launch, you could get a PS, you could get two PS Plus games. Uh, on, I'm fairly positive it was two. It may not, not have been. No. But one of them was a game that was made by the team behind Compulsion Games. Uh, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now. Uh, but the I, launch Contrast. of PS4? Yes. It was called Contrast. Uh, and it was you could get it on PS Plus. Uh, and this was at the launch of PS4. Two? I don't know if it was two. Okay, for I was like, sure, I know one, but I think so. I think so. Uh, I don't think it was because I don't even think. It did. But either way, Vita very quickly got added in when they yeah. released the Vita. They immediately and then they dropped. They that, started like, saying, "Hey, three months here, ago, here's right? these Vita games." Uh, no, they dropped Vita just just this month. I mean, PS. That's right. That's right. This is the PS3 first and Vita were the ones that all dropped off at the same right. time. Um, so, with that said, I think that there's two things. It would have been really nice for them to have made this first month without them a real showcase. Which they and didn't. I think to some people this might be. I don't know for sure. I mean, uh, but it would have been nice for them to really go out guns, you know, all guns swinging because uh, what you used to get out of the service in the PS3 days, and it's something I, I meant to say a second ago, um, Tomb Raider reboot was on there like uh, six months after it came out. It's impressive. Yeah. I mean, but and also... Bloodborne still hasn't even on a hazard. No. But the, probably because that game always arguably the, the game the, sales, but yeah, the game's also always on sale. Yeah, the game true. was four ninety nine or nine ninety nine, and you could still keep the week. you could still keep the old blood expansion separate, and people would have a reason to want to buy it. That's not what the expansion's called. Oh yeah, you're right, the old hunters. Yeah, but oh well. <laughs> and now you're thinking of Wolfenstein. Yeah, but still, my, but going off of that, I just I, I'm with you. They've obviously swung a lot harder when it was just a service based thing, but that's also the difference when it was just a service based thing. It was. They had. They said, "Well, all this goes towards this." Now that it's like, "Well, we're requiring it for internet, so uh, some of this money has to go towards server. just improving our server and and justifying our server cost." Now, then it's the going other up, part of that, and when it went up, it yeah. went down. So it is odd to me. I do agree. It is odd to me that this is the first time since the since the service has been around that it's shown a notable sign of 
like whoop, coming way down because this is what I say for them. They were industry leading with that idea because you know that because it literally forced Xbox to, to take their Xbox gold. Live Gold and make games with the gold because yeah. they knew if they didn't, they were going to get left behind. Right. We saw Nintendo do the same thing with their online service. You get the SNES or whatever classic uh, for the month of it, which they did in a very weird way, but they still copied it to an extent. And I'm not saying that Sony pioneered the idea as a whole. I'm sure that's been on some other service, be it Steam or what. I don't know for sure. But it was pioneering it in the console space, and they set the bar. Uh, and so when everything else raised the bar around it, and I think Xbox is arguably at a better place right now with this month because they get two games, and then whenever they added backwards compatibility, Xbox had the foresight to go, we're also going to give you two backwards compatibility titles. Um, so like, the, And that system works really, really well because of how... like the backwards compatibility works. Well, and it like also gives you 360 games. games because... That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Games with Gold didn't start until Xbox One, realistically. So they didn't have all these slew of PS3 games like Sony did and Xbox 360 games that had already been on the list. It got harder for Sony to keep going with the PS3 thing because almost every PS3 game has been given away at this point. You oh, know what dude. I mean? <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. The March games for Games of Gold are so much better. What are they? The, I mean, let's use them for okay, comparison. So the it's... Xbox One games are pretty bad. But the PS3 game and then the or PS3, the Xbox 360 Okay, game. but they're old. That's why I think it's hard because your critique of it was that you want it to be a certain level. So, right. But, I, I'm, but go ahead. I still just want to hear what they are. So you get Star Wars Republic Commando. Okay. For Xbox. For the Xbox 360 side of thing, you get Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which I love. I know you don't. We weren't a huge fan of it. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, and then for your Xbox, you get Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2, which is kind of humorous considering we're getting Advanced Warfare. Yeah. Your battery's about to die. Or you got to update. Yeah, update. Uh, and then you get uh, Adventure Time, Pirates of the Intruder. The one more. Intruder on the new yeah. one. Yeah. So, which is four months old? Yeah. Something like that. Not so, old. you get a decent, like, newer. Now, that, now, Sony has multiple times given newer indie games. So, right. just, just throwing that out there. I'm but, not saying they haven't, but I'm just saying, like, for March alone, uh, I would say, for personally, that's a better year. And I know, I, I mean, month. But obviously, that's not a thing. Like, that, my personal opinion, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, that's a very moving target for uh, everybody. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the hard part to argue is that there's more value in one versus the other because, essentially, you're getting, you're getting four games. games versus the yeah, other price. And, and um, even, and then there's, what is it called, like, where your, it's your return on investment is going to be greater due to the more opportunities you get so like essentially the, yeah because if you the look more games you get is already a better value despite if you're not gonna play those games or not because there's gonna be months in which there are yeah because okay just to give that i mean ps plus even now you look at it and go what do these games cost not on sale or anything let's what do these games cost right and you go does that does, does these two games alone if i bought both of them today did that does that meet or exceed the cost of the service itself and that's never not been true even this month is true Right, so let's say Call of Duty is thirty or forty dollars still for the right. war, when it's not on sale. Um, I am saying that, right. and say the witness is twenty or thirty it's 20 when now. it's not on sale. Then you've hit fifty or sixty dollars, so you've almost hit your investment in one month. Right, and and that's what you essentially do or exceed it. Uh, now, obviously, PlayStation has wildly exceeded their their monthly your monthly cost. Uh, or your yearly cost. I'm sorry. In one month, you've you've broken your month your yearly cost. Uh, I don't think I was saying monthly the whole time. Um, I think I have some wrong information here. But the games for gold on February, which we have Hitman and um, For Honor. For Honor, those uh, are our big two for you get, PS4. You get Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon, which is fairly new, cost ten bucks. 
Yep. You get Super Bomberman R, which I know you weren't a fan of, but it was yeah. 40 bucks still new. Um, but that game was also overpriced, but that's a yeah. different argument for a different time. So. You get Assassin's Creed Rogue, which is still showing $30 at ESRP. Yep. Uh, e- ERP. And then you get Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, which is 10 bucks. which yeah. is, I'm going to assume they're comparing these prices to Steam because those games are still, maybe not Jedi Knight, but, uh, or Jedi Academy, but um, the rest of the game, you can pretty much get on Steam. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Blood Moon's on there, but what I saw earlier said Celeste, and Celeste wasn't on that list, so I wasn't sure. But anyways, it depends. Like obviously, it's gonna de- it's gonna depend. If you have a PlayStation, there's not much. And not an Xbox, there's not much you could do. If you have an Xbox and sure. you don't a PlayStation, it's like there's not much you can do. If you have both, then that becomes a thing of like which service do you prefer? But you're still gonna have both of them if you play online games. If you play both those systems. Yeah. Well, even then, let's just look at it from the, the perspective of somebody who is a PlayStation fan and does the majority of their of their gaming on PlayStation, but keeps an Xbox around for casual gaming and exclusives and playing with friends and stuff. Yeah. Uh, in a month like this, you go, well, which service looks like it's giving me more value this month? Right. Uh, and and it's easy enough to potentially for the right person for them to look at Xboxes and go, this is better. And I think for a lot of people, just because of the quantity, literally just because of the fact you're getting yeah. four is going to be enough for some I, people. I know some people, I think Liam is one of them in which every PS plus sale, he adds all of them to his library just in case he doesn't. I do that too. See, I don't do that. I do that because I, you never know. Yeah. I, I well, never I mean, know when there's going to be a game that I'm, I'm writing off and then I'm going to keep hearing about it or just one day play it. Cause I'm bored and don't have anything. And I'm going to be really surprised like, by it. This month I'm going to do it uh, because I actually wouldn't be like, if I remember a board, I want to go back to like a random multiplayer game. Modern Warfare Modern is a Warfare, solid game. Yeah. Um, I already own The Witness. But then for this past month, I downloaded Hitman because I... Sure, you know, I did too. And I, I don't intend to play it anytime soon. But. What's the other game again? For Honor? For Honor. I already bought You already game. have that. Yeah. So that's why it doesn't feel the same so, for you. Yeah. But. So and if you're like me where you just buy a lot of games on sale and then you have a backlog of stuff, then PS Plus can sometimes hit or miss. For me, it's almost... It's always it's a lot of misses with me, but I also use the service a lot for the online. So for me, the online is actually not a bad value to have. Yeah. My one fix though to bring wrap it all the way back to Amazon. Well, see, I just want to say at the end of everything, I, 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 once you get through with this point, I want you to kind of give me your checklist because, like I said, you spearheaded this. So yeah, in your mind, because I, I do agree with a lot of things. I think it's bad to be an industry you know pioneer for something like this and then fall behind your competition. Right. Which I don't. I can't say that they are 100% falling behind the competition, but on paper, it looks like it from a numbers thing. Yeah. Uh, it looks like, well, Xbox is getting at least decent quality games and more of them. So does it feel like they're getting more? But outside of that, I just want you to wrap up your final thing of where in your mind, how does PS Plus improve as a, and, and I, I, that almost, you can loop in PS into that, but I do want to say that one PS Plus is still in the there's grand still, scheme of thing a service. Yeah, there's still a own. portion of that process or the price though of PS Plus that goes to PSN. Service. Exactly. So, so that's that, that's number one. On the but list. you don't have to have it to always use a PSN, right. and that's why we're kind of just balancing between. Yeah. So, so but go, go ahead. So what, what's your Amazon point? That was well. I was going to say if, if I'm going to go ahead and do the list here, I'm just going to put sure, that go at the end. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the first point is better connectivity and server uh usage capacity whatever it may be that's causing your service to go down sony please fix that uh i'm grateful though that in the first two months of or technically three months of the year we haven't seen that yeah and, uh, and let's break i'm going to break down each one real quick just to say okay. uh one thing and this, and this is just playing the devil's advocate and kind of looking at where the differences lie um one of these things is that uh playstation 4 so on the, on this case right you go you don't know what it is what it could be is that there is a there is potentially double the amount of people trying to access that online uh, server at the same time in comparison to Xbox. If you take so essentially, we always say potential, right? Because you have 
90 plus million PlayStation 4s out and about that if everybody who owns a PlayStation 4 tried getting on right now, every single person, that is, Xbox has half of, or around half of that do trying you, to access theirs if everybody got on Do you know once. why it makes that, that point mute? PC? No. Or what? The, the price. There's that many more people paying that much more a month. Oh, yeah. No, fair, so, fair enough. So you have better servers. To fair enough. But, just, you know, that. if it continues to grow and you keep trying to catch up with this capacity, because server space never, is weird. It should never They try to and do, do this thing, uh, and you can hear this from developers who do live games, right, where you try not to pay for more server than you really need, not because of the investment or anything. It's just there's a lot of things. You never you don't want to have too little of server space. Right. You don't want to have too much. And, that, and you kind of try and play this this level in between. That's um, a thing, though, that I think that, that they may have missed their trajectory with having this many people. Possibly, so, and, and it seems I, like even they're surprised that they've hit ninety million. Yeah. So, so my whole thing is, is that you're getting, you know, I'm not obviously not ninety million, but let's and just Microsoft say, has great uh, server access points for a, for a completely different. What was it called? Service. Aztec. Oh, as, Azure is their cloud Azura. processing and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. So um, they have the they have the opportunity to have Windows on their. They, side they have not. They have Microsoft behind them, and right. Microsoft has a bunch of servers. Whereas Sony, being a Nothing compl- really being a, a, a technology, uh, you know, giant essentially. Uh, they have it, some, but they don't have enough. It's com- not the same as somebody compared. who's literally used in all businesses and stuff like that who constantly. Right. So, so it is so different. That's my big point right there is is fix your service because that's what I care about the most is that whenever I have free time and I go to play an online game, it works. Yep. Fair. So don't fair pull point. a Todd Howard. Um, but the <laughs> second point would be to uh, increase the quality of games uh, of PS Plus, and that doesn't even have to be every month. As long as I'm getting a cool game every three months or something, then that evens it out for me. And and that's such an objective thing because it's just literally this month could be killer to one person that we're, and we're just not them. You know what I mean? I mean, no, I'm sure it's going to be killer to a lot of people. But because I mean, you, you can objectively look at it and easily say these are both good games, they're both think, high, but, you know highly reviewed, but they're just they're not games for you that go wait what really that's on the service. And I think it's easy to want the service to always do that for you. Well, no, but that's even what I said, then, yeah, even then you're not saying always, but yeah, it's easy to. That's want what that. I specifically said. Like once a quarter, you yeah. have that month where it's a blowout month where you're like they put that on there, like Dark Souls Three and Bloodborne or something, like yeah. two big hitters yeah. like this where it's an indie title plus a shooter game that probably has a dead lobby until yeah, now, but a big gonna... hitter indie title and a big hitter. I, I, I'm actually really curious as to what the player base for modern warfare remastered has been. I, I really, I lately, honestly don't lately know. Lately I would wager has been pretty low with blackout, blackout and, and Fortnite and all these yeah. other games pulling you. But, but so I would argue that, you know, either that or to give you a chance of picking a VR title or something like that, just to, you just lost, you're paying the, I'm paying the same amount and I just lost games. Yeah. So there should be a difference there, whether it's quality, quantity, whatever it may be. Even if it's at a third title of the same general Even quality. Even if it's like a third indie out. title, but who yeah. knows? I may get, I may, they may have adventure time. I'm like, oh yeah. You know, I may I'm try not, that out. Yeah, for I may free. try it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the or th- games like Omen Site, which at this point are like six to eight months years, uh, six to eight months old. Yeah, and you kind of just throw them in there, and Vamp- see, because you didn't play Omen Site, right? Like, but you might try it if you were given it. Now, Vampire, uh, uh, it's who newer, knows? But, but still, still, yeah, it's, yeah, and still it was sixty dollars on digital, by the way, which is ridiculous to me. I'm not surprised because it's a double A game, and they kind of got to give it the can out of it. But uh, roll, roll ahead, roll ahead. But they the th- the third point, which is my last point, and the second most important to me. They already do such a good job for what you get at uh, what does it equal out to now? If you buy a year, like ten bucks a month, or is it twelve dollars a month for PS Plus? Yeah, it's sixty dollars for a year. So I mean, it's it's less than ten dollars a month. That's true. And if you don't do that, it's what ten dollars a month or twelve dollars a month. 
I think it's ten dollars a ten dollars a month. Then twenty seven ninety nine. I want to say it may have gone up, but twenty seven ninety nine for, for three, three months. months but yeah. I, I would never. To no. me, it makes no sense. I get there. There are people. It's one hundred twenty dollars versus sixty dollars. Yeah, that's the lowest and the highest amount. Right, uh, but you do a good job of having having game deals. Now I can't find them because your store still sucks, Sony. If I go to game deals, I shouldn't see themes halfway down the main page. <laughs> That's a whole different... I may actually make a video on that one day because that's how bad it enrages me. But... Patreon you, bonus episode. You do good... Uh, you do good... You have good sales. Uh, and I've got a lot of games on sale. I have a massive, massive catalog on my PS4. Well, my and we didn't even brush into that. I'm glad that you... Because, I, I mean, I was just well, I mean, mainly listening much, to you. But, yeah, you do get extended discounts. Yeah, deeper discounts with PS Plus. There's not much to be said because it is that is a very good aspect of it. It's <laughs> the sales. Yeah, I think that there's been months where I've bought games with extended sales, like deeper sales. And if I didn't have Plus, that paid for PS Plus just there. Technically, yeah. Um, I'd say that's that's a maybe two months out of the year for me thing. Where I'm yeah, I don't do it often either. But when it is there, it's like oh, yeah. okay, nice. Uh, when they do their really big sales, but you can catch them. That's you know. my favorite service that they offer in terms of an extra. However, let's wrap this around to that Amazon thing I was comparing it to. Yeah, I'm curious. Let's throw in PS Now and PS View at a discounted rate. PS View. I'm I'm curious about because it's not going to be a thing in two years. It, if they don't change it. Well, it runs into the same. And I, I mean, I, I agree with that statement generally because there's so many. I think Comcast and AT and T being together and being owned by the same people and having Direct TV and how easy it is to get Direct TV now some, on your phone and through your phone TVs discounted are rumored to come with Netflix for six months for free. Yeah, see, and that's what I mean. Now, to be fair, those are different because PS View is trying to, is, is live TV stream. Yes. Uh, so the the more direct competitors are things like Direct TV now, but Direct TV now I get for like ten or eleven dollars a month with yep. my cell phone discount. And it is satellite. It's, part of my, you know, it's looped it's in satellite channeled amounts. Uh, that's a weird way to phrase that, but it's the same amount you would have if you had satellite TV. I mean, essentially, there's not a channel I don't have access to. Exactly. Whereas Cable One, which is what I had of the cable thing before, was fifty four dollars a month for basic. Yep. Basic. See, and didn't even have it's because, most of the channels. It's because people are cutting cables and yeah, cable boxes are dying. Of course. Cable yeah. boxes won't be existence in five years. They're leveraging buying power. Less right. people have cable, so that why would cable has to pay more to keep the channels. Right. And then more people are going towards this, so they have to pay less because they have that much more people paying. So it's a, it's a odd thing. But yeah, demand is what stirs the pot. So, so now that you can download select or no, it's all PS four titles, right? On PS now? Or is it select titles? All PS4 d- titles can be downloaded to the PS4. Gotcha. So that would be a killer deal if I could get that for five ninety nine a month. As an extended discount? As an extended discount from Plus. It'd be, I would actually consider View at like three ninety nine a month. Because it's what, six ninety nine, right? I don't think I, I don't think View is that cheap. I think there's a there uh, a tiered structure. I do like I'm the talking service. About the, cheapest, the cheapest thing of view. I do really like the service, uh, but I don't PSV? honestly know. Yeah, Blaze had it for a short stint, and it's really cool. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, what, you know? It's funny that technically Sony did what Microsoft was trying to do, where they became a cable K. box built into a console for this service. Core, forty nine ninety nine a month, sports plus popular live TV. Wow. Who in their right mind is buying that when you can get Hulu? Now, here's, here's the other thing that PlayStation View is really trying to do up front and, and was very brilliant in doing. Sports. Uh, no, uh, a la carte channels for cheap. Where you can just go through instead of actually getting a, a package like this, and I think that you can still do that. You can just go in and say, "I want to use PS View for these channels because I only Comedy want Central. these channels. I want Comedy Central, uh, 
whatever channel I can get my football on and one news source that I like, bam, I won't pay for three channels and that's all I do. And now you pay more, but you only pay, say you pay $15, right? $5 a channel. I don't know. I really, I don't know at all, but let's just use that as the thing. $5 a channel. And maybe I'm paying more than I would have because three channels are 15 bucks versus what I'm assuming 70, 80 channels for 50, but you're getting only the channels you want. You're not paying extra for what you don't. That was their kind of initial thing. But I do agree that why not do the Amazon route where if you own it and you're involved in it, make it to where you have a synergy between your, your system. So if you want pe- if, if you already have people who would use PS4 or, or use PS plus, and then would use PS Now and might use PS View given the right ben- given the right incentive. Why not go ahead and give those incentives to them? Because you'd be better off them paying you a little bit for your service and upping the amount of people who are on your service so that you can leverage that buying power more than you would be than them leaving and going somewhere else. So in this case, PS View. If I'm pay, if I can just go and pay a lot less. See, that kind of makes it complicated because of that. Because I don't think that. They- and I, now that I'm thinking about it too, I think I pay twenty something a month for a P for Directv now. I can't remember for sure, but it's I know that it's less. Yeah, I, mean, I, I understand what you get. With I it. only did it because of Grandpa at the time when he Do was here. Do you get here. DVR functions? Yep. Okay, that actually kind of maybe worth it. Um, yeah, cloud DVR. But my whole thing is is that include some of your pre-existing programs. Yeah, be a synergy. And, yeah, make them discounted or, or make them – give me an incentive to fully get involved in your ecosystem. Amazon did it, and Amazon did it really well. I'm buying a Kindle in, like, two or three weeks, and I can have everything I need on my Kindle. I can order books on it and everything all tied to my account. I can then put my Kindle down and then turn up the TV to Amazon Prime Video or HBO, whatever it is, and it all work out. And Amazon's a shopping, like a, a, a shopping. Which like, does website. mean that there's a very big difference in what they do. But still, I get what you're saying. It, even if you can't do exactly what they're, they're doing, Sony use things. some of your things. Yeah, in this case, they, this they all, makes sense. They just collaborate with each co- collaborate, yeah. collaborate with each other, and then you get your discounts. That's yeah. it, Honestly, if those three things happened, I would probably end up paying couple bucks extra a month for PlayStation. It You'd essentially move from $60 a year to let's just, let's just say we year. moved yeah, say 90 to if 120. If I got if I got discounted PlayStation now. Honestly, if I'm, you told me right now and I'm that's what you that's something you're going for. But this is where my level is. If you told me right now that I would get a year of PS Plus, PS Now and that's probably asking a lot for PS for Now based on the current one, but PS Plus, PS, PS Now and PS View for $120 a year, I totally do it. I would instantly delve into that ecosystem harder than what I would because have done it would with all Microsoft be looped anybody. together. You know what I mean? That's exactly. So, yeah, it makes sense to do that. And I'm with you. And I honestly bump it up a little bit more. Let's try to be a little more realistic with PS Now's pricing. And let's just go outside of that. What is PS Now's pricing? Twelve ninety nine a month? No man. Or I, think it's, I think it's twenty dollars a month. I mean, Sony, get your nobody's who's doing this. I honestly, the thing is, is because they have a ton more games than Games Pass. And I don't it's care. because they're trying to play. I don't care. Well, they don't have double the amount I'm, of games. I'm with you, but it's a contractual thing. And actually, they might. I don't know because PS Now has got like 600 games. Here's the thing, though. Games Pass, y'all downloaded. Do they got 600 games I can download? No. Exactly. Honestly, I don't know how many of their games are. Uh, let's see. Uh, sure 200, 200 plus PS4 games. And stream okay, so then, yeah, that, plus. Is more, that is more technically. I did not realize they must have updated their library since I last. Oh, they've been doing it. it a lot, dude. So seven hundred games you could stream. Oh yeah, absolutely, dude. You add a discount to that for PS. So let's PS just plus. say, let's say this way. I don't think that this is even that ridiculous because you'd be paying for it all at once too, and you and bam, you'd be done. One hundred twenty dollars, and I get. Uh, 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 let's bump it up. PS let's now. bump it up just a little bit more. Let's just say you get a year of all three services completely, and this is still asking a lot. But let's say you get a year of the minimum of all services. So PS View, you'd get like a basic package. 
right? And then you could uh, you could upgrade it from there. Even even make a new one hundred and fifty dollars though. If it was one hundred and fifty dollars for a year of a, of PS Plus completely, I'll settle this way. Basic that, and then a year of PS uh, uh, PS Now completely. I, I'll meet you in the middle. That'd be pretty Break it down to one hundred and twenty. Increase the servers, make them make them sure one hundred percent always. Give me one PlayStation Now PS4 game to download of my choice a month. That would be on interesting. top of PS Plus games. That would be so maybe PS Plus that month isn't your cup of tea. Well, here I can go through the PS4 uh, library on PS Now and download any one game I want. Makes up for it. And, and then that, of course you got and that's kind of doing the uh, well. Actually, I think Nintendo chooses which game you get right. I have on no their idea. service. I haven't done it, but I think they do. I, I think no they idea. go, hey, here's the game you're getting for everybody can play it this month, but this month only. I think that's what they do, but I can't say for certain. I think. That would be interesting. But that's actually not a bad idea. I think it's a little bit too much. I don't think most people would pay double just to get one game of choice, but it's not a bad I'm, idea. I'm, I'm, but that's all included into my my original proposition. You you add a yeah, the games are high quality or the quantity is more. And then you still one give you two. discounts on the other things even but if it's not that. You still get bad. the sales. You still get the one free PlayStation 4 game regardless on, on downloaded for for now and you own that game as long as you own that service just like plus. Now, that's a little different because you can't just rent a game for a month. You got to give it to us. See, but then why not just give you another game? You're paying sixty dollars a month. I get at that point because you're saying you get to year, choose the game, which, but I don't see. But that that has to be contractually okay, agreed upon with the developer. I mean, with the with the publisher. That's why it gets sticky. Oh yeah, that's Once what I'm again, saying. We're not now it'd be different if they go, "Hey, all we're going to do is just front you being able to download that game." All the ones that are already set up that way, where you just download uh, and and play, play it for the month, and then yeah, it's over, or it's expires. play it for the the time that you have the service. Instead, they go, well, we're just going to pretend that we're covering your your for one game, we're covering your rental for that month. Bam, whatever it That'd is, that'd be cool too. I mean, who like honestly, the games that are on now, who plays those games and, longer than a month? And let's do it even more than that. Let's say that let's go to the logical extension of that. Why not? If they're already doing that, then why not go? You choose one PS4 game to download and play, or if you want, if you if there's no PS4 game that's striking your fancy, you can go ahead and choose a one PS3 game to stream for the entire month, if you want to. Yeah, because that could just literally kind of play just the PS3 option. You literally just it. get one PS Now game, whatever it is, be it PS4 or PS3. And if it's PS4, you can download it for that month and you're good. If it's PS, uh, you can stream it. If it's PS4, you get it for that month and you can download it. PS3, you get to stream it. I think that that makes sense, uh, and that would be kind of cool. But yeah. I, I think that there are many people who are trying to play this game in between of like saying that they would use. I know I've seen it a lot, and it could just be a small vocal community, but I've seen a lot of people say that they would actually use PS Now if it got looped in with PS Plus somehow. I mean, I even if too. it was just a bundled discount. If, if it was if it was even discounted at like a $2 a month cheaper, I would do it, more than likely. I'd have to look at the library again. Let's look at that real quick. I, want, I can't remember the uh, the timing, I mean the pricing, but let's, I think let's see real quick. I think, I think it's, it's 19 I'm not joking. You can pay for it for a year. I know that much. Uh, but I'm. I love how they put Red Dead Redemption on there. Yeah, let's go to it real quick. Let's see. Come on, show me your prices. It's right there above it, wasn't okay, it? Okay, here we are. One month is nineteen ninety nine. Three months is forty four ninety nine, and twelve months is a hundred dollars. Twelve months for hundred dollars is not a bad. deal. Twelve months for hundred dollars isn't a bad deal at all. Um, so okay, that, that makes even more sense. So sixty dollars. Let's go back to what you're talking about. One hundred twenty dollars, right? Yeah, make it sixty. If you buy it with PS Plus at the same time, if you do a year of PS Plus and a year of PS Now, it's one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah, and it $60. would just it would make that service sixty dollars. Yeah. That's that's, that's a good way to said. do that. Yeah. That's why I said sixty dollars. My bad, sorry. Because that's what it would equal out to with PlayStation Plus. So yeah, 
Um, and I'm wondering how many people would do that, and that'd be an easy way for them to do, just like Microsoft, I mean, just like Xbox does now. I don't know. I don't know if you can do a yearly Games Pass subscription yet. I think it is monthly. I don't know. That's a good um, question. But either way, I, I mean, don't think so. You know, that's essentially how you can combat people who are getting Games Pass and that, and that's essentially a. It's your own weird form of Game Pass, and they yeah. wouldn't even. And honestly, I wouldn't even say that Sony has to put all their games on their day one. Just. Put the games on there whenever you decide, because like The Last of Us is on there. Yeah, I mean you get to pick, yeah. And that'd be is great. The Last of Us remastered on there. That'd be great for you, because you know, that's what I'm saying. The Last of Us remastered is on there, so you, it'd be great for you. You'd just be able to go and go. You know what? It's the time of year I like to play The Last of Us. I don't even have to buy it digitally or anything. I just go over here and play it for that month, because that's what I want to do. Yeah, uh, I might have to look into it since they since they've added 200 plus games. The last time I looked, there was like, well, there's also a lot, a lot of filler in there too. I mean, I again, it depends on what you consider to be filler. I don't know, but we can definitely look. Once we're done with this, uh, I'm going to look real quick. Uh, and yeah, we, go, we can go ahead well. and, and come off of this. I just think it's uh, pretty interesting to see this in general. So here we go. Download PS4 games. We'll go through and look on that. But I think we're done with this topic. Saul, is there anything else since it was your topic spearheaded that you want to kind of do? Or what's up? No, I think that's it. I just want to hear what back. Well, PS2 games are on the service. I forgot about that. Yeah. You can still get some PS Classics on the PlayStation Store. But I want to hear back from you guys. What do y'all consider the best PlayStation Plus service? What do you want to see from it change? What do you want to see added? Let us know in the comments, on gonna, Twitter, on Discord, everywhere that you guys can contact us with on Facebook. And uh, that's it for me. Thank I'm going to for... do a quick shout-out for Trace because he just recently started listening to the podcast for some reason. That's, uh, hello, Trace. He says, dude, on your podcast, you should talk about how there's – and it's funny that we're already talking about PS Plus – uh, but oh, never mind. I actually mistook that. Go so I was in the mindset of PS Plus. He says there's no new racing games on PS. It's BS. <laughs> he likes he likes racing games, and that's there a, that's a new show. We actually have no. talked about before that there is a far racing games are just not as prolific as they no, are. Which is crazy. Not they, as common as they, they used, used to be. More common and popular. On but they go trace. That's your shout out and. Yeah, so I'd like to hear what your thoughts are too. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on Facebook. Let us know in the comments below or let us know on Discord, whatever you want to do. want to hear your thoughts. What is your go-to list? I think that might have been what Saul said. What's your, what are your list of things that would make PS Plus more worth it yes, for you? Yes, I want to hear what everybody thinks about what And we'll they roll from there. So PS with Plus that better. said, we will see you next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you.